Welcome to the Disenfranchised Podcast, where that podcast all about those franchises of one, those films that fancy themselves full-fledged franchises before falling flat on their face after the first film. And this is the season three finale of the Disenfranchised Podcast. That's it. Three years of this bitch uh, up in your ear holes. And that's a thing that we're going to celebrate tonight. And we're doing it with a very special episode. I'm your host, Stephen Foxworthy. Uh, joining me, as always, is the man who wears the skinniest jeans possible before entering the moose knuckle stage. It's my co-host, Brett Wright. Hey, Brett. Hello, Stephen. How we doing, buddy? That's the weirdest fucking intro you've ever given me. I don't really know. I why. just, you know, that's... that's I like it, though. That, I mean, that's just one of the rules for not being a reject, is, you know, wear the skinniest jeans possible before you... Hit the moose knuckle face. It's, <laughs> it's just what it is, man. Sure. He's sure. not wrong. I mean, there there were plenty of other rules you could have gone with, but you know. I know. I've got I've got other ones for the other guys, but you know, All I right. just I don't know. I, right. Look, you can take any of these other ones if you want. Um, next uh, is the man whose lack of faith in the durability of Kesha is disturbing to say the least. It's Tucker. Hey, Tucker. I'm Tucker, and I'm a bitch. Yeah, we know. Beauty, intelligence, talent, charisma, hoopastank. What's up, Steven? They're good. <laughs> what? Come on, right? They're good. No, you know, I don't I don't care for hoopastank, honestly, but I love their name. It's probably one of the the most fun words in the English language to utter. But Tucker, they they found a reason. Sometimes. I'm like, ah, hoopastank. They they found they found the reason. The reason to start over new. And, and you know what, even... Tucker? That reason was you. That's not even one of their like good songs. Like, uh, it's it, it's yeah. one of their bad ones. I don't care. Yeah, it's the it's one, one I mentioned. Yeah. I don't care. And we, of course, are not alone. We are joined by the first guest this podcast ever, ever, ever had. The man who's taken up a sick writing style and who refuses to be a fashion victim. Uh, you know him as... Uh, uh, the guy who's been doing this for God so long. He is also the architect of the uh, endless elsewhere universe, uh, including the upcoming film circle city, supernatural starring all of us. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Mr. JP lack. Hey, Joe, my brothers. How are you? Steven Brett. It's so nice. It, uh, oh, have um, you met Tucker? Have you guys Steve, met before? Steven? Uh, it's, it's, uh, you seem like a nice guy. We'll be right there. Stephen Brett, could you guys join me over here for a second? Just sure. over here. Okay. Now we're just alone. Um, so yeah, what's just, going on guys? I, I, I go away. I come back. Suddenly there's a third host and please, please don't tell me you hired the pootie tang guy. Yeah, we did. Whose idea I was that? I hear you. <laughs> hey, Tucker, it's okay, man. We'll, we'll be right there. We'll be right there, dude. It's okay. It's all right. Um, so yeah, we, so, it, it it was Look, weird. Brett, he you and I begged us. He begged us. Okay, he did. Like we had. You to. guys promised me that I could be the third host if there was ever a third host. I and mean, I come in. I walk in on you guys. You were kind of busy in you, bed with the pootie tang guy. Look, the you pootie tang guy. You, you have man. been you've been <laughs> so a, busy, dude. You've been a movie, making <laughs> a movie, editing a movie. 
submitting it to festivals, okay, getting okay. streaming rights, okay. Blu-rays, commentary recording, which we can't be a part of for some reason. Like, I mean, and then, and okay. Tucker, Tucker you, had nothing going on. He like, literally, just, the man is free all the time. He's like, he's I, I, got I nothing. I, he understands you. I get it. He he's there for you when I can't be there. I understand. I've let you down, and you ran into the arms of what is clearly a very handsome, young, intelligent man who's I, probably improved the show quite a bit. I can only speculate. You know, something like that. He, well, I mean, we, we do consider him a discount JP Leck, but you know, in this economy, sometimes a discount is what you can afford. So no, I honestly, I think you're better off. I think you're better off. No. F- okay. Bit over, um, Tucker and I, for <laughs> and everyone listening, scene. have been friends for uh, 20, oh, 30, 30, seventh, 30, seventh grade. You and I joined forces and never looked back. Yeah, However, well, I was in eighth grade. Years. <laughs> Seven, well, you're always a year. Well, you're you're older than me. You're... Yeah, I'm always a year older than you, man. You're always, always, you're always so much older. Every day I'm a year older than you. You're never going to catch up. <laughs> one of these days. Ooh, one of no, these days. dude. Oh, no, I am dude. right on your heels. I can, oh, I'm right there. I can smell it. One day you're going to wake up. You're like, hmm, I don't, I don't feel quite as old as I felt yesterday. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> He's going to find a time-traveling bear, and he'll fix it. Yes. <laughs> well done, Brett. Well done, Brett. <laughs> bringing, it, bringing it all together. Bringing full disclosure. All full disclosure. Uh, Tucker would never have even guessed it on this podcast had Joseph not been on it first. I, I am fully, fully convinced of that. I think Joseph did a couple episodes, and then Tucker was like, wait, you're on a podcast? I want to listen to that. And then he started listening and became a fan. Uh, paradoxically became a fan and then became our our theme writer and our editor and our third host so in that order but yeah it's wild yeah. crazy times and the rest is history the rest as is but this is the first time you guys have actually been on an episode together and that's exciting it is exciting i'm excited yeah. and it it's exciting because this is our it, it It is one episode shy of our sesquicentennial episode. That'll be next week, uh, our 150th episode. Uh, and it Congratulations. is Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. I didn't it realize also... you guys were up that high. Well done. Yeah, well done, you all. We've been at this for three years now. And honestly, we would have hit that a couple weeks ago, but we, we had some filler episodes because life... Uh, finds a way oh i understand and uh we've we've had to take a few weeks off over the the course of the past year but hey we made it it's the end of our third season and because it is the fifth thursday in a month it's a tucker takeover episode and so we have given the reins of this uh, episode over to tucker who insisted not only that we cover this movie but that you joseph be on to discuss it with us and so tucker what movie have you inflicted upon us today Today, we're talking about detention. We are talking about the 2011 or 2012, depending on which release date depending you go on with. Who you ask? Yeah, right. We'll we'll get into that. Um, Joseph Khan uh, film, uh, Detention, uh, starring Josh Hutcherson, Shanley Caswell, Spencer Locke, Aaron David Johnson, uh, Walter Perez, Dane Cook, Erica Schaffer, uh, Tiffany Boone. And many, many others. What, uh, including a cameo by Ron Jeremy? Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. What a cast. Kind of a sad what point. a picture. Indeed, I can agree with that. 
What is something? Yeah, I don't right, know Tucker, what you look like you're about to explode. I'm sure you have a lot to say. Kick us off. I was going to say, honestly, we could probably just hand the reins of this episode over to Tucker. and He's he would his hands together. There's literal smoke on, coming between his palms. He's, he'd go on for three hours uninterrupted. <laughs> the three of us, honestly, we could we could probably all just unplug and take a nap, and Tucker will just take it from here, honestly. What's that? My history with this film? Well, let me tell you. Um, I <laughs> Yeah, why I this watched- movie, Tucker? I watched uh, a YouTube video two years ago. I don't remember even what YouTube channel is on um, talking about this movie. Um, And I was like, "Uh, what the fuck? And so I immediately rented it and watched it four times in one day. A totally Um, normal, not insane thing to do. As a person who has known Tucker for 30 years, um, that's... He's not exaggerating. That's not hyperbole. That's when he says he watched it four times in a day. No, he means mean. that he watched it four times in a day. I can no, put I, a Bibles and attest to this. I was going to say that is that's maybe the most believable sentence uttered <laughs> that he's uttered all night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've only known him three years and I know he does. That. <laughs> right. <laughs> I met him 30 seconds ago and I already know. <laughs> and this is this is one of those movies that as soon as soon as it started, I got probably about 15 minutes into it. Maybe almost maybe after the credits, because those credits, man, you got to give credits to those credits. Boy, those are some fun opening credits. Um, And creative, incredibly. The the opening sequence is even really I I thought that was just delightful. I had a lot. Very happy death day meets Deadpool kind of shit. I love I loved uh, um, I love the stuff with Riley at the beginning where. She brings her hand up and it's all red and you're everyone, including her, is assuming it's period blood. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, great. And it turns out to be just like some French fries with ketchup. She didn't finish the night before that. She just, just threw her little, covers over yes, her. Yeah. Just little shit like that. That just goes nowhere, has no purpose, but just or like when she's killing herself and decides not to because her favorite song comes on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Trigger trigger warning uh, for this movie. There will probably be some. uh some self uh, self harm talk uh, as it relates to the plot of this film, just but treated yeah. with the utmost of delicacy. Yes, every <laughs> time. Does the this film baby. treat anything with delicacy? It sure no. doesn't. It sure doesn't. <laughs> it comes in with a sledgehammer and doesn't let go. It's it ridiculous. comes in like a wrecking ball. It really, truly does. Um, no, this. Yeah, this. This is. See, I did not assume period blood. I assumed because the scene before we just saw someone get, you know, killed with a knife. So I'm, I was assuming, oh, is she killer? And as, then as, no, as is I. is fries? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I assumed actual blood of a victim as well. Right. So no, weird I that you jump to that, Tucker. That's yeah, interesting. Wild. Weird. Yeah. It's really well, weird, man. It's he has really watched it five times more than any of us. That's true. So. I uh, five. I've. I've watched it probably 75 times more than all that three tracks. of you combined. Right. That that tracks, actually. As I watch this movie at least a couple times a month, because it's so easy just to throw on and sit down and just take the fucking ride, man. It's a real easy movie to watch. There's nothing difficult at all about this movie. You just breeze right through it. It's beautiful. It's a tight I mean, 90. If, it's a tight 90. If you if you want to try to like parse it out and understand it, it might take you a little longer. But that's why you watch it multiple times in a row. So, Tucker, you've watched it a million times. Yes, at least. Do you feel like you better understand the movie? 
Because it is a little convoluted, to say the least. Mm. Do you feel like you have a better hold on it, or do you feel like it's absurd for the sake of being absurd? It feels a lot less convoluted when you do watch it um, a lot and consistently and consecutively because everything in this movie goes by so fast. That's, mm. yeah. That as soon as you think you have a hold on what's happening, it goes in a completely fucking d- different direction. You don't even remember where you were when you went there. Yeah, it's uh, this movie. It's, it's it defies genre because it is every genre. Mm. Absolutely, um, it's basically disenfranchised the podcast, the movie, with all the tangents it goes on. But yeah. still, somehow really finds is. a way to come back to the story and keep it moving. Somehow, we don't know how. We don't know how. I mean, even when we're able to do that on this podcast, we don't know how. It it, but it yes, defies I understand. Logic. I understand more and more about the plot and about the things that happen and the the setups and the payoffs of which there are far more than you could ever imagine having only watched it once far more Mm. than you could ever imagine. So much shit, so much little tiny shit happens in this movie. And it's not like in, in a lot of movies where they'll have little Easter eggs, like something in the background and you just notice it one day. No, it's shit. That's just out there right in the open, but it all goes by so fast. Your brain doesn't have a chance to grab onto it and keep it, keep it in there. This movie is ADHD. The film, like it is just, it is, it is to, to borrow the title of another movie. Everything everywhere. All at once. Right. They missed the boat on that title for real. If, if they had called this movie by that title, it would have absolutely fit somehow. Like detention almost feels like a misnomer for this movie. Calling this a horror movie feels like a misnomer for this movie. Well, it doesn't even really turn into a movie that you could call detention until about two thirds of the way through. I noticed that. Yeah. I also noticed that. Yeah. So I think they just didn't know what to call it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Brett, did you notice that? Yes. Thank you. We may continue. Well done. Did, so I, I I saw this movie for the first time earlier today. I'm I'm assuming the rest of you, uh, Joseph Brett, watched this movie for this podcast. Yes. Yep. Last right. night, had never seen it before. Yep. Right. So that so so Tucker dragged this in front of our faces as he does most of the movies that take take over these uh, these fifth fifth Thursday Tucker takeover episodes. Uh, just a movie that we've never really seen before, and um, I didn't know this movie existed until we brought it up. Neither did I. We've yeah. we've clearly gotten Tucker's reaction to it. What did you guys think of it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Were I don't you know. somewhere in the middle. I didn't I know. know. Right? What to think Who of knows? It. it took me like a day to process it. <laughs> has Has anyone else here seen John dies at the end? Mm-mm. Yeah, I have the, the Don Cascarelli movie. Of course, you have Brett. Thank you. I liken this movie to that movie where there I, is like I've heard that comparison. Yeah. As I have other people made that. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. It's yeah. there's so much about it that I very much liked and so much that I very much did not. And it wasn't like the first half was great. And the second half was great. It was like, it was all just kind of, it was like every five minutes there was something that I really, really liked. And then, you know, the next five minutes, something not so much, but it was ultimately, I think I did enjoy it more than i disliked it so tucker i know you were really wanting me to get on board with it and i'm mostly on board this is clearly not exactly a jp like kind of speed movie oh but no 
No, but I know it I is, but I, it. the reason I wanted you on here is because you were my very first and remain my closest movie buddy. Where are we going with this? Okay. okay. Yes. Movie buddy. Movie buddy. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's, so, where That's where we're going. That's where we're going. So when I find something, when I find something as Your secrets like, are safe, don't worry. Earth shattering to me as mm-hmm. this film, it's obviously whether I think you're going to like it or not, it's something I have to share with you. Which I because absolutely, that's, that's, I adore you for that. I You have brought have so much on. to me that I have would have never found otherwise. For and better I, or worse. For better or worse, yes. Sometimes yeah, it's us, great, sometimes not so much. <laughs> give us some examples, Joseph. What are some things that Tucker has put in front of your face that you would not have come up come upon um, otherwise? We were just discussing, what was it, the Sultan Sea? We were just talking about that in the mm-hmm. uh, Patreon thing that we just did. Uh, the Sultan Sea is a really tang, good one. Pootie Tang. Pootie The aforementioned Pootie Tang, of course. I, I do love Pootie Tang. I think I liked it more yes. than Stephen and Brett did. I listened to that episode. I think I liked it more than you guys did. Um, but man, going all the way back to seventh grade, this is the dude that introduced me to like, you know, George Romero and Sam Raimi or Sam Raimi I actually was rec- recording the director's commentary for the film that, which I'm sure we'll discuss later in the episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I credit Tucker as the possible, um, reason for my film even existing because he, he introduced me to this whole world, you know, 30 years ago. So let, let, let that be a testament to the importance and the, uh, you know, the longevity of our relationship. He, he's so not it's very your proud. fault. You're the guy. I see. You're the guy. <laughs> so, so if anyone wants to play an officer, play, this one right here, take him away. <laughs> okay, so what was my take? Um, Steven, was that your actual answer? If you just, you honestly don't know what to think of this movie. I, I kind of, I mean, it's a lot. Like it, it is, is a lot. It, it's dense as fuck. Like there's just so much happening in this movie every it, it it feels as if there's not a a frame wasted mm. in the construction of this film really at all absolutely there's just I can't so imagine much there's any deleted scenes uh, what you, could they have deleted it's all there that's and, kind and of for, yeah. and even though i didn't like love most of it like it's so visually compelling mm-hmm. like as soon as i started it it hooked me and i never looked away I never got on my phone. I never got bored and distracted with anything else. It 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 really ropes you in, and it it, it keeps hold of you until the very end. You so have to respect the intricacy of the thing. Like it 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 feels like clockwork, and there are these moments within it that you think are kind of these throwaway moments, but they they circle back. There are these moments where you find yourself looking uh, at something in a different way than you did before things that they drop in that you're like, that's going to be important later. And then you find out in fact, Oh yes, it is important. Like, uh, like Chekhov's bear blow job. That's a thing that comes back in this. I knew movie. I recognized that ass. <laughs> like it's, it's one of those things that you, if you bring up a girl giving a bear a blow job in the first act, you've got to pay that off in the third. That is that thing that Chekhov famously said, in his, I don't know, some essay that he wrote. That's kind of like one of those famous theories, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. But like that's that. I mean, it, but there, there's so much of that. Like it, it is, it's compact, but as unfocused as it seems on the surface, and it does. It is a frenetic, madcap, frenzied ride from start to finish. There's a through line there. There's a theme. There's there there are things that this movie is saying about 
90s cinema, 80s cinema, nostalgia, the way in which we engage with art from previous eras, the way in which we digest and communicate with each other about that art, things that I've been kind of digesting and, and working through myself over the course of the past few years. And to see some of that kind of reverberating back as I watch this movie was really gratifying. Um, that someone is saying this stuff in 2011, the year before Avengers comes out, that these ideas are being, you know, kind of put forward. And, and it, it feels even more prescient in that context than it does now. Like, because it's saying those things then, before, you know, the MCU became what it is, like, it, it feels very prescient in that way. Mm. Uh, I'd like to mention that this film came out the same year, depending on who you ask, as The Green Hornet and Green Lantern. The last two movies we talked about on this podcast. As much of a Green Hornet apologist as I am. And you are. We discussed this last week. This is clearly the victor of those three. This is clearly the movie that has the most heart. I think that has the most dedication from everybody involved. Like you, everybody has to be firing on all cylinders to make a film like this work. You can't have anybody slacking. Nobody's, nobody is over in the corner on their phone. You know, everybody's at 11 making right. this movie. They so are like, absolutely well done to everybody. Cause you can't pull this off. Even if some parts don't work for you, you can't, you can't deny that this movie works. Like it gets from the beginning to the end somehow. In Somehow, a that, that's the in word. a way that you've never seen a movie do before. Right. And and the stops that it takes along the way, like it, it uses genre as a playground. Like this movie does not fit. It was marketed as a horror film. And I think that's part of the reason why it was not able to find yeah. an audience. There are horror but elements. Do you here, market this as though? You don't. That's the problem. (laughs) People just have to find it and use word of mouth because there's no way you market this movie. (laughs) This movie is unmarketable. Like there is no world in which this movie. Did this have a theatrical release? So limited. So limited. It doesn't even make a blip on on the box office. Like I'm looking at the numbers right now and this movie has no box office imprint or footprint whatsoever. Like domestic box office is not applicable, like not available. They don't have it. Um, but it did get a theatrical release. It it was uh, screened at South by Southwest in 2011, which is why it's got the 2011 date. But it didn't actually get released into American theaters until mid-April of 2012, the following year, which is why we have that depending on who you ask caveat, because, I mean, technically any any film that has a festival release in a, in a given year, that's the year that it technically came out. But then if it has a, a wider release or even a limited release the following year. That's kind of how they reckon it. So 2011 or 2012, depending on who you ask. Hmm. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the what's going on there. But yeah, this, um, yeah, you don't really market this movie. I, I, it's one of those movies that kind of defies any kind of explanation. Um, and I thought, you know, so I asked Tucker, like, what genre is this? And he's like, I don't know. And I thought he was, I thought he was just like <laughs> BSing me or, or gaslighting me or some shit. No, it, <laughs> it, it is. It's impossible to define what this movie really is because it is everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> they, they must've known from the start that they were making something that was like destined only ever to be like a cult film. 
It's I, like 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 it it's like you, it's it's you. It's just one of those movies you discover or your friend tells you about it, and you're like, "What is this weird artifact? What what planet did this come from?" And I I imagine does it have a pretty big cult following? No, because again, I had never heard of this movie. It's, it's a cult movie for sure. Come. It starts it's tonight. Time is gonna come. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this this you're you're, well, you're, you're I, witnessing I the beginning of the detention of songs right now. <laughs> like like whether I intend to or not, sometimes I can be a bit of a trendsetter. And so I'm um, hoping the fact that I've seen this film and I'm telling people about it, hopefully that will make it a bigger give you a platform deal. to talk about it. Yeah. yeah once I'm again, really kind of, once again, as Tucker's friend of 30 years, I can attest to his trend setting he's he's not blowing you smoke he has a tendency to be like hey guys this th- this thing and we're like what and then 10 years later we're all like hey this thing and he's like yeah i tried to tell you like 10 years ago <laughs> i remember I remember in high school being in denny's and him being like johnny cash and we're like the country singer who cares <laughs> 20 years later the world johnny cash yeah like you know, the whole new generations that discovered Johnny Cash, like in the all it in took was him lives. covering all it took was him covering Nine Inch Nails in Depeche Mode, and next thing you know, everyone fucking loves the guy. So exactly. Anyway, Tucker, I interrupted you. What were you saying? I don't remember. Sorry, sorry, I derailed you. My bad. That's okay. I forgive you. I Brett, mean, you haven't Brett, listened. To- what do you have to say, Brett? No, no, Brett's refusing to speak to us. Brett, what is this? We what are these ancestors, ancestors he's giving us? We offended his mean? great ancestors. Um, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Right, well, I guess we'll, we'll talk later, Brent. <laughs> but no, I. Yeah. Again, like you, you can't, you can't market this movie. This movie defies explanation. It. I, I was listening to some like reviews and things after I w- actually watched the film this afternoon. And uh, one one reviewer said that when he first saw the movie, his friend was like, "Hey, we could watch this movie called Detention." He's like, "Well, what is it?" He's like, "Oh, it's this movie. Dan Cook's in it. We should watch it." And that was all he said. And that's kind of all you can say about this movie. Although the Dane Cook of it all might not come across as great these days, um, but uh, I mean, according to Joseph Kahn, he he discovered Dane Cook before anybody else. He he put him in Torque before literally anyone outside of Los Angeles even knew who Dane Cook was. So uh, according oh, to Joseph Kahn, he was a mystery man, though. Dane Cook owed him a favor. Um, so so we, the director, the director of this, did the motorcycle movie Torque as well. Correct. Yeah. What else? You, you, what else is in the his line? There's the line and, in the movie where they're talking about the time machines, and he says, "Yeah, that's about as stupid as the plot of that movie Torque." Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I don't know that at all. Early oh, that's line funny. In the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's what he's else a, is- so he's a music, ahead, ahead. No, he's a music video guy. So he's done obviously so that many music videos. Okay. <laughs> but in terms of like film, I think it is Torque, then this, and then a 2017 movie called Bodied. Bodied. And I think that's it. He was the director of oh. that Power Ranger short film with James Vanderbeek and the um, Dawson. The, you know, the Dawson and uh, Katie yeah. Sackoff. Um, he was the director of that. I don't know if you saw that one or not. Um, he still is pretty busy doing music videos too. Like that's still his main thing. Yeah, he's not he, somebody he's, who like stopped doing music videos to make films. No. He just makes films every once in a while in between music videos. Correct. Okay. Like his most recent uh, credit is the Mariah Carey Christmas special, "Merry Christmas to All." Uh, and he's currently in pre-production on something called "The Peak of My Heart." Which looks Lord. like it actually might be a film, but no, he's he's done music videos for 
uh, Jamiroquai, Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift, the Jonas Brothers, Mariah Carey, DJ Khaled, like the and the list goes on. He's directed television. He's directed um, episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Happy. Um, just so much, so, so many things. Like the guy is just like a prolific director for hire kind of guy. And his, I think that is, I think that's very much wrapped up in this movie because this movie kind of, he does a little bit of everything. Like you can tell a cinephile made this movie, like a guy Mm -hmm. who genuinely legitimately loves movies constructed this thing. And it, it's great for that, I think. But yeah, he's he's got a lot of directorial experience, but most of it's in music videos. So, okay, that 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 tracks. That makes quite a lot of sense. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I mean it. But we we've covered Torque. I don't know if Bodied is even a movie we can cover on this. Podcast. I don't know, but don't... it's on Tubi, and Detention's on Tubi now. This is the first time I've seen Detention streaming anywhere. Like, obviously, you can rent it and buy it. But not like okay. streaming on a streaming service. This is the first time. I think all three of his films, some for some reason, all three of his films are on Tubi now. Oh, interesting. Or okay. Detention and Bodied. So uh, I'm well, going to watch Bodied. I was going to say, I, I feel like I should watch Bodied so I can finish out his filmography. I know. Um, I'm about to watch it too, for sure. It's got Charlemagne the God, Deborah Wilson, like Anthony Michael Hall is in that movie. It's got like, some cast members from this film as well. All right, uh, right, I right. believe uh, uh, Walter the Perez. The, is that the kid who made the bear a time machine? Yes. The, the kid the that's kid trying to get with the goth girl? For 20 years? Oh, no, that's... Um, no, the kid The kid I'm not trying to define by his race? Uh, the uh, the guy who plays Toshiba? Yes, there you uh, go. Thank you. I, f- I, f- I feel like they named him that just so that Dane Cook could make the Hitachi joke later. <laughs> There's so many good jokes in this movie, you guys. So many, and so many that you didn't even notice. That's what I'm saying. You got to watch it a whole bunch of times, guys, over and over. I'm not talking about like once a month, once a year. You got to watch it like three or four times in the same day, eight times a week, shit like that. And then you, it really opens up. It really opens up and becomes I, I something told you, altogether different and beautiful. I told you when you said that last night that that was not going to happen. And I can't imagine but, a. a I can't imagine I will have a full day on my hands to just watch that movie multiple <laughs> times. I really don't. I can't see that happening. But I'll bet you I'll bet you kind of wanted when it was over, I'll bet you kind of wanted to start it over again. Maybe just a little bit. Like there was There was the, a there was a small like, part uh, of me that was like, I could probably force myself to watch that again. I, I confess like I felt tank. that impulse as well. I was like, okay, I could I could start that over and I would probably appreciate it all the more. But just but because it was right, like but just because tank, it was so dense and just live your day. I don't think yes, I could do because, that. Because tank. it was so dense, yes, exactly. It was <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Tucker said, there's just so much going on. It's probably much more appreciable on repeat. So I, I may may check it out again at some point, maybe, you know. Dude. Not eight times a day. Eight no. times a week or whatever. That, that's, that's oh, craziness. you know what would be cool? What would be cool is sometime in the future when um, we have a bajillion dollars and we do charity stuff, we could do um, some sort of charity thing where we can see who can watch Detention the most times in a row and like somehow benefit charity in that way. Wouldn't that be I, rad, you guys? I think that's just going to be you. I would win. But yeah, we know there's there's no competition there, like at all, like whatsoever. Toothpicks on my eyelids, just sitting there for like weeks. Just Malcolm weeks. McDowell, your ass, yeah. yeah. 
Mm. I'm oh way God! What a horrible it. existence for you. I feel so bad for you for even suggesting <laughs> no, that for yourself. I'm oh, I know you are. That's what. That's why I feel bad, Tucker, because you're way into it. Um, you don't understand. This is pity on my face, sir. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> sure do love me some pity. Um, uh, you know, I'd love for us to do the the plot. Can we? I'd is love that, for that to happen. There's I don't a know plot? Can because, for because this movie, here's there's the a thing. plot? Here's the thing. Usually our guest... Uh, agrees to do the plot in 60 seconds and i know historically uh our good friend mr jp leck here has agreed to do that but i wonder i wonder if he's up to the challenge on this film i just wonder up to the challenge no will i say a bunch of things into my microphone while you guys are timing me yes fuck yes yes and that sir is one of the many reasons why we love you (laughs) yeah dude uh All right. Well, let me go ahead and get 60 seconds on the clock. And while I do that, I will recount to the audience what this segment even is. This is called The Plot in 60 Seconds. This is where we recount the plot of the film we're watching, in this case, 2011 or 12's Detention, in 60 seconds or less, or your podcast is free. Yay! It's free either way. If you want to pay us, go to patreon.com slash disenfranchpod. Um, we usually, uh, flip the, either the Canadian quarter of indifference or the D six of destiny, uh, in order to determine, uh, who of us will, uh, recount the plot. You can, I can tell it's been a while that you, since you've listened to this podcast, Joseph, because you had no idea what those two things were. Um, yeah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> go on, go on. Don't slow down for me. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's all good. Um, I look, I moved. Uh, we added a third co-host. It's, it's been a whole thing. Um, it, the show has evolved over time. Yeah. Um, yeah. The poopy tank guy. I'm aware. I'm aware. Tank guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, it's devolved over time. Yes. It's, yes. it's revolved. Unvolved. Hey. Quasi-volved. There you go. There's, there's been some, there's been some volvement. Um, there's evolving been volving, has occurred. Yeah. <laughs> We're evolving all over this sucker. Um, at any rate, uh, when we have a guest, we do like them. Uh, we do ask, we invite them. They are always free to say no, and many guests in the past have done so. But we do invite them to recount the plot in 60 seconds. And so since he is up for it, I have 60 seconds on the clock. Joseph, I will give you the 30 and 10 second warnings, as I always do. Okay. And my, your time will start when you begin your synopsis. <sighs> What if The Breakfast Club was a frenetic, profane cartoon in which the sun is always setting in a perpetual Michael Bay kind of magic hour? You notice that with the lighting, right? We follow an ensemble of high schoolers in the final days of their senior year, but we focus mostly on loser Riley and cool guy Clapton, who are neighbors and old friends and in love, I guess. We watch as they navigate the perils of teenage angst until they must navigate the literal perils of an axe-wielding slasher straight out of the newest horror film to hit the cinemas. And that's just the movie warming up. From there, there is monstrous mutations, body swapping, and time travel. Ultimately, our heroes must foil the plot of a scorned madman and fellow student in order to save the world just in time to be named King and Queen of the Prom. Holy shit, 12 seconds to spare. Don't call it a yeah, comeback. Yeah, dude, that's good. Right. That's good. Look, thank you, thank you, thank you. For oh, if, yeah, if, yeah. if listeners want to, like, appreciate the evolution of, of Mr. Lex's recounting of the plot <laughs> in 30 seconds. My first episode. <laughs> go back to our Space, space truckers. truckers episode. Yeah, episode 17, sure. I think. 
and listen to that. Uh, it, uh, uh. it takes you 30 seconds to get through the first five minutes. <laughs> it's the author in me. I'm like, all right, we open on. <laughs> establishing shot of a planet in motion i think that was also before i started like taking notes about it because i I clearly i was reading there i I do notes now to keep myself on track and you know what a a lot of our guests do that we absolutely encourage it we don't do that because we don't care that much um but but we always encourage our guests if that help anything that helps do it absolutely okay we have we've had guests who have stressed out about this so much that they've like timed themselves and like (laughs) written it out a couple of times actually Okay, so you, so you're Just one of them. All fit, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, it 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 does happen. Look, we've never cut a guest off. We've cut ourselves off, but we've never like cut a guest off and been like, "All right, you're done." Like, we'll we'll let them finish the synopsis. But yeah, that's probably you know, good. Yeah, it, it's yeah. We don't want to alienate our guests. We like them. We well, want no, them they to have come to. Back. Everybody has to finish the plot. It's just the podcast isn't as free if we don't do it in sixty seconds. The mm, plot must be finished mm, either way. Yeah, rules sixty seconds rules. is not a cutoff. Yeah. It's just, you know, the podcast isn't as free anymore. That's yeah. it. Tucker, I mean, no big Tucker, well, you've, having seen this movie a thousand times, did you know, and I, I, I knew I knew this guy's face, the morning show anchor is a famous poker player. Uh, Do you, you know, know who this reckon, guy is? I recognize, that up. I recognized his face too, but I didn't know what from, and I... Don't I know used to have this about pokers. I used to have this weird, yeah, yeah, me either, which is going to make the story I'm about to tell very strange. I had this weird obsession for a while where I'd get home from work late at night and poker after dark would be playing. And I don't know how to pay, play poker. I don't know much about it, but I would watch this show in fascination. And I would like, I would just be enthralled by a bunch of guys sitting around a table playing poker. But this guy who plays the morning show anchor, I'm, 99.9% sure he's a famous poker player, but I, I didn't know if you had recognized him and knew who he was or not. No, which I, no. I guess I could have, I guess I could have just looked it up. Huh? He's look at this. It, he is from the TV series world series of poker. Okay. Okay. So I'm not crazy. The okay. actor's name is uh, Daniel uh, Negranu, Negrianu, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce right. that, uh, but he's, he's, he's appeared in other films. He, he plays a, a character called poker player in the movie X-Men origins Wolverine. Uh, and then another also in, in the music video, waking up in Vegas by Katy Perry, also playing the same character. Poker <laughs> Interesting. Uh, shared okay. universe. He plays a character and called poker Body pro Trump. in a movie called the grand. And in Joseph, Kahn's like he's been third film, he is plays a character named, um, <clears throat> let me check my notes here. Poker player. Yeah. <laughs> So so clearly the man has a a type of role that he is uh mm. he is drawn to. I think sure. he's a gymnast. <laughs> that, that's got to be I it. Think. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean look with I, he's the man's got range is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's all over the place. <laughs> I mean what what a what what a range. God, you got to love it. Do you think that all of these movies bodied uh, the Katy Perry video X-Men Origins and the grand are all part of the poker player cinematic universe. And we just don't know it. Oh, you know what? I think, hope. I think we should probably watch all of those movies and figure it out. I, I think like if any good idea, maybe that should be our new Patreon series uh, <laughs> is us watching every movie featuring this actor playing a character called poker player, or poker pro and just piecing together. 
So how it all fits together. Would just be like, so did you see him? And we'd be like, yeah, he was in that one scene. Do you remember? And we'd yeah, be I remember. Like, yeah, that was pretty cool. All okay, right, cool. well, bye. Bye. That's, that's, <laughs> maybe that time that guy played poker in this movie, but then he did the same thing in the last movie. That was cool. Okay, bye. Remember how he plays poker in real life? That's pretty cool too. I've I've thought about doing a podcast very similar to that about the the movies the movies in which uh, uh, Smash Mouth's All Star appears. Um, just like doing every movie that has All Star in it. <laughs> You'd unfortunately that, have to throw um, Mystery Men on there. Unfortunately, Mystery Men would be in there. Shrek, Shrek would be in there. Like that would be a way to live a life. I, I'm and, not sure and, that would recommend it, but it would be a choice. It's a choice. Is it a choice something I want to make? Could do. I don't know, but it is something I could do. I just, I, you know, I feel like people would listen to that podcast. Take your word I, on that. <laughs> There would be at least a person who would listen to it, I'm dozens. sure. Dozens. There would be dozens of people who would want to listen to that podcast. Uh, tens like, of people. Mm, tens of maybe people. Maybe five. Okay, five would be of people. Couples of people. There would be couples of people, Steven. <laughs> Look, if at you would four. listen to that podcast, shoot me an email, disenfranchpod at gmail.com, and put in the subject line, Smash Mouth All Star, please. And then I'll let me, know. Hold on. Let me, let me check the email. Crickets. Okay, cool. Okay, well, this episode doesn't release till Thursday. You bitch. Yeah, but I checked it in the future because I got that time travel in bear, dude. Oh, oh, and he brought up—he brought a full circle. Well done. Yeah, he, did you he, see he, that sweet boy? Did you see that sweet boy bear in the little when they showed the time traveling bear getting on the, the the spaceship? That was the cutest bear, man. That's probably how I'm gonna die. Is I just won't be able to resist hugging a bear. Like I know I shouldn't, but like they just look so soft. They do. When to, they're not growling lay. at you, they look very cuddly. Yeah, I want to lay with one, not in the biblical sense, but like just like lay on one, you know, like lay on top of a bear. Oh my! And God. just get really comfortable and go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no we don't. No, we don't. I, guys, I don't. We just, we just don't. No. <laughs> like take take the concept of a bear rug, right? But then like uh-huh. put the actual bear in the rug, and mm. that's what you've got. Now, so you want to like hug a stuffed bear no i don't know not only is it soft and fuzzy but it's warm and it's moving up and down as it breathes let the record reflect <sighs> that justin is rocking back and forth in a bizarre catatonic state who? very uncomfortable who who <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> did you speak of I apologize for my swearing. You can bleep out my swearing in post-production, right? Why would you? Why would you speak my slave name? Doesn't Joseph. typically speak profanities, but in the case of this podcast, perhaps you could. We do bring out the worst in you. What can we say? I, 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 I dropped oh. the J word. This Yo, is probably, hey. in fairness, this podcast is probably the dumbest thing you do consistently. So also, look, not only <laughs> that. that. <laughs> But we're 45 minutes into this, and we did 30 minutes in the other show, and this is your first time. So I'd say you're doing pretty well, old friend. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, will, I will do my best to make it the last time. I just we'll see. Oh, we'll see. I was, I was, I was I mean, really you, wanting to nail this episode of not not doing it. You made it through you your entire director's commentary. Well, here's the thing: you think you did, but maybe you didn't. We're gonna have to listen to that director's commentary and find out. <laughs> I did because I, I wrote out extensive notes for my director's commentary. I was very rigid about my director's commentary. So, Justin, are, oh, Tucker, you, are you gonna go back, in, uh, gonna go back and delete those? 
Are you gonna no. bleep them out? How are you gonna handle? It? You gonna leave them in? No, that means more yeah, work for know. him later. Gold. That means more work for him later, though. So he can't do okay. that. Okay. No, I can't. I do. What you trying to say, Stephen? You saying that sometimes I leave in stuff that's not funny, and I say it's funny just because I don't want to take it out and do the work. Is that what you're trying to say, Stephen? I mean, you said I would, that. I would straight up never do that. <laughs> but no, honestly, it's though, not like uh, there are many times where you can hear me on an episode say, Tucker, take all that out. And then it stays in the episode. I've heard some never, of those episodes. Yeah. That's never <laughs> happened. No, no. Honestly, a lot of the time it's, it's not that I don't want to cut it out because I will most of the time when that happens, I will do a version where I cut it out and then I'll listen to that part and see if it plays better with it out or with it in and 99% of the time because the way our conversations flow and kind mm. and kind of how our conversation is very casual it, it it goes a lot better with it in most of the time I do cut shit out you just don't know it because you don't remember it ever being there I also don't go back and listen to the episodes most times and also so. there's that yeah um Brett what do you think about all this <clears throat> again with those hand signals what is that is he is that ASL I think he's I learning know, American man. Sign Language, guys. I only know milk is this. Right, right. Like like you're squeezing like, a teat. A, B, C, D. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just, That's fine. It's fine. Moving I mean, on. no, well said. Um... No, this no, this movie's fucking insane. Like, what 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 do we Tucker guide us? What do we even say about this? Let's talk about the cast, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Could you uh, close up the valve on your helium tank before we continue, please? Absolutely not. Came in there real high. Yeah, dude. So when I, this got, movie, I got a lot of range, man. When this movie was in production, the only quote unquote star this movie had was um, Dane Cook. And then Josh Hutcherson was in a movie called uh, The Kids Are All Right, which came out in 2010. He had just finished that movie when he was making Detention. So that movie comes out and becomes kind of a big deal. And then the year after Detention, he does a little movie called, let me just check my notes here, The Hunger Games. Which um, the kids are not all right. No, those kids are not all right at all. Um, kids are all right, by the way. Uh, Oscar nominated film. Actually, very good film. I haven't seen it in a few years, but I remember it being really good. Um nice. Ju- uh, Julianne Moore, uh, Annette Benning, and Mark Ruffalo. Like, good movie. He's one of the Can't kids. Grow. Can't that, grow with that. He's one of the kids, and you know what? He is all right. Uh, speaking of him as a kid, I didn't realize <laughs> this until the last time that I watched it a couple months ago, but he's in American Splendor. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He's the kid dressed as Robin at the door in that one scene where the trick-or-treaters are at the door. Correct. He's he's in yeah. the English he's in the English version of Howl's Moving Castle. Um, yeah. One of his first big With movies Christian was Bale. probably the the Polar Express, the Robert Zemeckis animated film, The Polar Express. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, Will Ferrell's <laughs> Kicking and Screaming, and uh, a future episode of this podcast is Athora in two thousand and five. Uh, the Robin Williams Barry Sonnenfeld joint RV in two thousand six. Bridge to Terabithia in two thousand seven. The oft-forgotten journey to the center of the earth in 2008. Future episode of this podcast, Cirque du Freak, the vampire's assistant in 2009. Uh, And then uh, Kids Are All Right in Detention. So that's kind of his build up to this. A lot of big movies in which he plays a very minor role. Hmm. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's, this is kind of his last, last stop before fame really in with the hunger games movies although he is an executive producer on this film so i thought i saw his name credited as a producer yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so he's he's got enough clout to like fill that role on this movie Mm -hmm. uh or maybe it was just because his star was rising by the time this movie did finally get a release that they're like you know we could just make you ep and probably like get some hits off of that so they did and it didn't really work but there you go that's that's a thing that they tried apparently hmm. um, I, I like me some josh hutcherson I, I can't say that i like everything that he's in but i always like him in anything i see him in i really liked him in future man i've heard that is a good that. show yeah it's it's kind of like it's it's borderline it's kind of like bupkis for like if you're not like down for kind of some some fucked up shit okay like, you watch about two episodes and you're like ah yes or no you go either either way and i said yes and i had a good time with it it was a really fun show it's a Very seth rogan show right uh yes yes so, i think yeah, he was he... a producer on it i believe okay or yeah. writer also i don't remember him being in it though he probably honest. wasn't in it, but he was probably one of the creators. Him and Evan Goldberg, his uh, mm-hmm. directing and producing partner, probably had something to do with that. Yup. Uh, yep, he's yep. actually not one of the creators, um, so I don't know what role he played on that show, but I remember him being a part of it, I think. but Speaking of the cast, uh, the kid that plays Billy, uh, what's his name? Oh, the David Billy Cronenberg Nolan. guy? The guy who Parker is every Bailey. David Cronenberg film? Basically, um, he is dead. What? He had some trouble with the law a couple years after this um, film came out. And then he died a few years back and there's no no one will say how he died. Ooh, God, oh, he was in he was wow. in previous episode of this podcast, A Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Yes, he was. In fact, those yeah, are I think two he's in that first the- scene. The two of the three movies that he did, we've covered on this podcast. I do not know that we we would be able to cover the third uh, because it does not look like a kind of movie that we would cover. Um, Does not fit our format. But yeah, like he he did three movies and uh, he died in in 2020. So. Oh, that sucks. That's that's a big old bummer, man. Just way to bring us all down, man. Uh, He he got in trouble for uh, petty larceny. I guess. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, um, and I, I don't know if something happened to him, because mm-hmm. uh, usually when you're fucking with money and you get in trouble with the law, the law, uh, you know, I'm just saying maybe something happened to him, or maybe something. I don't know. It says undisclosed on how he died. So okay, let's let's not speculate let's, needlessly. I was gonna say let's so probably we're leave free it to at speculate. That. All right. Let's, so uh, what uh, I think is right along. <laughs> Here's how it went down in my mind. Here's how I, I will tell you. There's a kid in this opening in the opening scene when uh, our, 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 our main character Clapton is skateboarding through the hallways of his school. Uh, there's a, a character he's credited just as nerd. Um, he's the, the, lar- the, the chubby kid with the curly hair and the glasses mm-hmm. taking a drink out of the water fountain. Um, maybe one of my least favorite background players, background actors ever because he stands out like a sore thumb in every scene I've ever seen him in. Well, then you notice that he was in this movie more than just that. The beginning. I know he's in it about four or five times. No, I know. 
Like, like he's it, interacted with, but it happens so fast. Exactly. Like everything else in this movie. <laughs> like you don't catch it. Like no, I'm still seeing interactions with this kid in this, but I noticed one when I watched it earlier today. I was he's like, not oh, a yeah, background actor in this film. I should, I should clarify. Yeah. He's not a background actor in this film. He's a credit actor in this film, but I have seen him in things from, from like the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie to mm-hmm. Arrested Development like he, whenever he shows up in the background of a thing, I'm like, oh God, this guy, because background actors are supposed to like just be background. Like you're not mm-hmm. supposed to notice them, but this guy always stands out because he's got very large hair and a very distinctive look. And I always notice him every time he's on screen. And I'm like, he's that very guy. pasty. He's very he pasty. Is. And so I'm just like that guy, like he was in a GoDaddy commercial where he like had to make out with a supermodel or something. Uh, he was in like one of the lost, like interactive things like he uh, he did an appearance at comic-con as someone who was like telling the truth about the dharma initiative or something um like he'll just show up and shit and i'm like ah this guy he just drives me nuts uh and for all i know he's probably a fan of this podcast and and if you're if you are listening thank you for listening um let us know and and i will stop disliking you every time i see you in a movie um, uh, come on the podcast and tell Steven he's an asshole to his face please (laughs) i have it coming no, come on the podcast and be a background person. Yes, you never see anything where no one notices you. No, just like clear your throat every once in a while. We don't you know, even mention that you're you know, here. Uh, yeah. just, Put your coffee a, cup down, you know? Yeah, be a background person like you are in every movie you've ever been in and, and just be very mm-hmm. obvious despite the fact that you're supposed to blend in. Yeah, um, absolutely. Please come on this podcast and do that. No, look, I would love to have anyone associated with this movie on this podcast. Speaking of weird people associated uh, that are in this movie, um, Percy Daggs from Veronica Mars, like one of the leads of Veronica Mars, is in this movie as Jock Kid. I saw, I knew I knew that kid's face. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Guy from Veronica Mars. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, oh, he's going to come back later. Nope. He sure doesn't. Wait, is that the kid, the kid that gets the acid barfed on his helmet in the football game? No, it's like in the beginning of the movie, like when they're in the hallway. Like, yeah. Interesting. He just like runs by the camera. It's like three seconds. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's all we see of him, right? Yeah, I think it is. Back. Well, yeah. I mean, he might come back because the, all the extras in the hallway scene at the beginning of the movie pretty much all come back for the 1990s hallway sequence like they're pretty much all there like pretty much everyone who's in the first sequence is in the second one just in a different costume which is i think part of the joke is that no one ever leaves this town like this is kind of one of those like dead end small towns that you just kind of get stuck in right i think that's kind of the joke because later on they make the joke like the world's going to end and like the world or just this town like you ever been outside the town they're like no he's like well what's the difference then and i think that's kind of the commentary they're making is that all these people are pretty much just stay here gotcha and grizzly lake wherever the fuck grizzly lake is yeah that yeah 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 yeah. um that's actually one of my favorite jokes in the movie is during the '90s hallway scene when when Riley finally goes back, and um, she sees her dad, mm-hmm. and she smacks the liquor away from him, and she says, "This is why Mom left you," and just like <laughs> leaves him with that information and walks away. <laughs> and it looks like he has a genuine epiphany in that moment. Whoever the <laughs> actor is playing the younger version of her father looks like he has a genuine epiphany there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something I want to say about this cast is a lot of this cast doesn't really have a lot of time Mm-mm. or enough material to really shine. But everybody in this cast, every even 
the littlest things like that guy and even the 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 actor that plays her dad in the present day mm. like he has like three lines but he still nails it everybody in this movie is like i said before everybody including the cast that's making this movie has to be firing on all cylinders for this to work at all so it, i i just it, like to give a big round of applause to literally everyone on the cast except for ron jeremy because fuck that guy um because wow you guys did it like even people that had like one line just killed it you know who you know who's in this movie like who had a really great year last year but is just, it was like in this movie before he like hit richard Brake. Who that? the guy yeah. who uh the guy who he, he he was the villain in um uh barbarian that movie that came out last year that everyone really liked oh oh well that he's a he's a rob zombie guy that guy's been in yeah. shit for years it's just been rob zombie shit I was going to say, but he's he's like barely in this. He's It's like a blink and you miss it kind of thing as oh, yeah. he's as perfect, the dad, he's of, perfect the dad like of the David Cronenberg kid. They're going for with that. Exactly. Well, and again, yeah. that that's they're they're And again, they use genre as a playground. And it's so, like the after party, but scenes instead of episodes, dude. The guy is Videodrome. He is the fly. He is Scanners. Like he is every David Cronenberg movie mashed into one character. <laughs> and it's a really funny meta joke. Um, but then you get like the scream killer who's basically going through the movie, killing off all the stereotypically 80, like the first scene he kills off the Ferris Bueller girl. And then he kills off the David Cronenberg guy. Like he's just killing off the eighties tropes because he prefers the nineties ones. Like that's kind of his whole shtick. Which again, it, it, it there's there's the movie saying like some really interesting metatextual things about, uh, in the same way that Scream does about nostalgia and the way that we consume media, particularly the things that we're nostalgic for. And it doesn't boil down to just nostalgia bad, but it just maybe removing the the post irony. Read a book; it's called Post Irony. Like it's. <laughs> I it, liked that joke. <laughs> I loved that joke. That maybe my favorite. That, that was probably my favorite line of the movie. It's, Read a book. It's called Post Irony. Like <laughs> I just fucking loved that. Like, but but that's kind of what the movie is saying. Like, or it's not the end of the world. It's just high school. Like the things that matter so much to us as teenagers, because there's so little of our lives bef- like behind us at that point. That even these tiny things seem like these insurmountable obstacles. Like a, a bad grade is the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's just high school. Like these these th- these themes that are kind of baked into the cake of this movie that you can i feel like they're pretty evident and pretty obvious but it's easy to miss the forest for the trees because there is so much happening in this movie there's so many things that can attract your attention i think it would reward multiple watches in order to catch a lot of the little things that you might miss otherwise but the big themes i think are very obvious and very evident and very right in your face um, and I think they have to deal a lot with these themes of nostalgia and with being a teenager. Like when I, I watched an interview with Joseph Kahn about this movie and he's like, this is a movie specifically for teenagers today living in 2011, 2012. Like this is who I made this movie for teenagers who are living right now, whose nostalgia is not for eighties stuff, but for nineties stuff who grew up in the nineties and, or grew up with that kind of nostalgic touch point. Those are the references that they're going to recognize, remember and know. And then we can build off of that. Um, which I think is, is, and I think this movie does that very well. And it's, it's very interesting to see this movie kind of play with those ideas and play in that sandbox. 
Absolutely. Well said. And before I forget, Tucker, to your point, you were talking, you keep, you keep coming back to everybody firing on all cylinders. I want to shout out the coach who might be my favorite character in this movie. <laughs> my God, that guy's hilarious. so funny. Oh, he's the best. Every, every scene he had, and they were, they were few and far between. He just, I, it was like, it was like laugh out loud. He was so funny. The actor's Loved name is, guy. is James Black. He plays Mr. Yeah. Cooper, which well is, done. Well which done. is itself a nineties reference. Of course. But <laughs> hanging uh, with, he, yes, he is in previous episode of this podcast, Godzilla playing a role called soldier. And speaking of soldier, he will be in future episode of this podcast, soldier playing a character called Riley. So yeah. Oh, I oh, thought we were going to get wow. the soldier cinematic universe with with Coach Guy. I mean, like we might look <laughs> for all we know. Maybe look, cross I've... over. They cross over in this movie. No, but he's not poker player in this movie. He's no, he's not reporter. poker player in this movie. Yeah. Uh, no reporter has ever held a mic like this. I'm not sure why I was like reporter. Like he's a battle rapper or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're holding it with your, your fist in front of your face. Like you're a battle, like you're, like you're oh, Eminem in like, eight mile. Or straight up metal. Like what the fuck's up, Denny's? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is up, Denny's? Let's let's be real. <laughs> uh, before we move on from uh, the cast, I would like to say I think everybody is fantastic in this movie, especially the leads. Um, but I think the person who is the MVP, yeah, who's for me, MVP? and I'm su- I'm surprised that she has not blown the fuck up. Um, I mean, she works. Uh, is Spencer mm-hmm. Locke? Mm. she really just goes right in this movie and just like doesn't stop she's all energy and she she plays a character that could just be like for all intents and purposes a dumb bimbo Mm. but she she gives it a lot of energy and a lot of heart like she does a lot with with what is there which is is kind of a lot and not a lot at the same time because i mean Technically, she plays two characters at different points in the film. Um, and her birthing herself is a whole other thing. Um, right. That's fucking <laughs> that weird I, as hell. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed. Um, uh, yeah, when Steven leaves, I don't know how to talk, so I'll just have to cut this out. I mean, you can I, you and I can just talk. You, me, and Brett, we can just keep it going. Yeah, Brett's, <laughs> Brett's is having a good time. I just don't think he really has much to say. This he does. I, I think it's technical issues. Is it that? Wait, I see that his cat has literally got his tongue it's... right now. It's holding on to it, and it doesn't <laughs> look like he's letting go. Uh, let's see how this plays out. Okay, let's watch. And everyone at home, see. everyone at home can listen in as we as we watch two cats bite Brett's tongue. <laughs> over and it's over. Much, it's much more interesting than it actually sounds like. Yeah, it's really great. Everybody loves it. It takes Steven a long time to pee, by the way. Does it? Like 20 wow. minutes. Like Okay. So he goes on a potty break and you always cut that out? Are you going to leave this one in to shame uh, I him don't know. for having to pee? You know, I think that there is going to be a little bit of dead air here. There was at the beginning of the break, so I'll definitely cut that out. But sure. again, I will I will see how it plays. I mean, I do okay. my due diligence. I just I, I know it it you. seems it seems like I'm being lazy because most of the time I just leave stuff in, but most of the time it flows better if I do. Like sure. honestly, it works better for kind of what the the tone and the the I don't know, the flow of the conversation. Flows, I I can't imagine how you would actually edit half the stuff with it all just kind of 
gushing the way it does. It's there's no good clean marks to you know cut up your stuff. So I I see why you leave it all in. I probably would too. That's why um, I'm very proud of the fact that um, no one has ever told me that they've noticed an edit. Um, because I usually don't tell anyone when I edit stuff out unless, unless Steven or Brett asks, I won't tell them if I've edited something out or left something in. Um, I think my favorite editing challenge is the, what are we watching podcast? Because I like finding the sweet spot of those cold opens. Mm. Um, so that I can, I don't know if, have you listened to any of those? A couple of them. I'm way behind in everything pretty much. Okay. I've gotten a lot better at them too. We had a 16 minute cold open the last episode hmm. and I really found a nice little spot. Cut it. Put okay. the theme song in. Mm-mm-mm. I think <sighs> we need a, I think we need a, a separate theme song for what are we watching? I might have to throw Jimmy another $75. Cause now that I have so much responsibility, I don't know that I could really put all my heart and soul into doing another theme for this show. I was about to say, I thought you handed all the music for the show. You've been having uh, Evan do it for them now? Uh, well, I had Jimmy write the theme song to my show that um, I don't know what we're going to do with it. We're either going to have it as a Patreon show or we were discussing having it um, just converting these fifth Thursday uh, Tucker-centric episodes into just the show I was going to do for Patreon. And really how the Tucker centric episodes came about is because Tucker would hound us incessantly. Like, when are we going to talk about this movie that I really want to talk about? And we're like, dude, we'll get to it. So we literally had to put on the schedule a time for Tucker (laughs) to talk about the shit he wanted to talk about. So, and Joe, you're, you're coming next time because the next movie that we're covering, Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's November. I'm sorry that these guest appearances have to be so close, but I'm going to need you here in November as well okay. because the movie I discovered a couple weeks ago oh, yeah. is another one, another one like this one where this is there's I have life before that movie and life after, and oh, it's one wow. of it's going to be one of my mains. I I as I was watching the film, I ordered the the 4K Blu-ray that's, as that's I was quite, watching it's it. It's a build-up. What are we What are we talking about? Uh, well, uh, we are talking about the return of Captain Invincible. Which is somehow not a sequel. Okay. It's not. And, and uh, it's, it's good. <laughs> um, well, let me tell you, it's got, uh, you know, Christopher Lee in it. So, And also Academy that. Award nominee at, or Academy Award winner Alan Arkin as well. PV so. himself is in it as well. What, what period was this film made in? I've never heard of it. The Early 80s. 80s. Yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. Surprised. I'm not surprised you haven't heard of it because once again, I was watching a YouTube video and somebody just dropped some fucking knowledge on me. And I was like, holy shit, how have I not? Like, this is a movie that I should have grown up with. And I'm mad that I didn't. I'm furious that I did not grow up with this movie. Hmm. Um, Interestingly, I mean, we all thought that would be how you would feel about Howard the Duck. No, I fucking hated that movie. That movie sucked. I did not like that movie. Well, I mean, I like Leah Thompson, but you know. <laughs> I have not seen that movie in 20 years. I don't I, even know what my opinion of it is. I own it on 4K now. 
So you, so Steven, you like it and Tucker, I, you hate it. I don't know. I don't know that I like it, but it's kind of one of those things. Like, I feel like this is such a weird cultural artifact that I need to revisit, re- revisit it like regularly, like maybe once a decade. Okay. Yeah. You have fun with that. I will. I probably will. Have a good time. Look, I was the guy that loved Robert Altman's Popeye. So, and have grown to love oh, it progressively love more. Popeye. I do. That movie fucking rips, dude. I don't know what my opinion is on it because I don't think I've seen it since I was a child. I'm you sure should absolutely check it out film. again. I would. I would. I would love. We should do. Honestly, we should do a Patreon show where you watch an episode or a, a movie that we've covered previously and give your thoughts about it that you haven't seen yet. That would be a fun. That'd be a fun hmm. podcast. We could. That that, that means we could finally get you to watch Food Fight. Yeah. I'm oh, I don't know. I, having heard what you guys have to say about Food Fight. Uh, the worst yeah. movie we've ever covered on this podcast. And we have covered some duds on this podcast. <laughs> this is true. But I would I would easily. That was the only movie I've rewarded zero stars. Everything else I've given at least a half star. I've given I gave that one zero stars. I could not in good conscience rank that one. I've given a lot of stuff zero stars in the last couple months. Because Steven just keeps throwing shit at us for some reason. I don't know why. So you need me back in November for the return of Captain Invincible. I make yes, yes. I believe that it is November. That's the next uh, fifth Thursday, right? Let Steven? me check. The, let me check the schedule here real quick. Schedule. And that's on Tubi. That's on Tubi. Which detention's also on Tubi. But you guys, could you imagine this movie with commercials? Nope. No, thank you. Mm, no fucking yeah, thank you. Yeah, That's why yeah. I was telling my friend Marvin, who's doing camp posts tonight, I went down there, I was talking to him, and I was telling him, I was like, yo, yeah, it's on Tubi, but then like immediately after I said that, I was like, but I might just borrow you the Blu-ray, <laughs> because <laughs> like, uh, I just don't know, like, commercials wouldn't, mm-mm, nah. No, so chances no, are that one, uh, it will drop on the 30th of November, so we will probably cover that one. Uh, uh, we'll probably record that one on Thursday, the 20 or Sunday, the 26. Although we might be able to do that one on a Saturday because Tucker will be off season at that point. Okay. That's true. My schedule you will be wide open. Do, 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 do. And by then I would have watched the, di- I will have watched the director's cut. I've only seen the theatrical mm. version cause that's what's on Tubi. Uh, so mm. I will have watched the director's cut. I will have, listen to the commentary on both the theatrical and the director's cut. Um, and I will have probably put the soundtrack CD in my car because um, spoilers. It's a musical. Oh yeah. Christopher Lee sings. And I know that you're into that already. I, I, I would very much like to uh, hear some more of that. Yes. I know he was so in that metal go. band for a couple of years yeah, before dude. his death. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Throwing it down. I Absolutely. will say, at one point, I did think Detention was going to be a musical. I thought is, I thought they were going to go that direction with it, and I was kind of excited, but then they didn't do it. They were cowards, and they backed out. Yeah, but this that's okay, because easily could have Umbop, been, I think. the Umbop brought it all together, man, because you'd been hearing it the whole movie. That's why I, I love noticed the first that I watched this movie. You'd been hearing it the whole movie. and You're like, I don't know what that is, but I like it. It sounds familiar. No, I knew exactly what it was. Into it. And then all of a sudden, bam, it kicks in right at the end. And you're like, yes, yes. Thank okay. you. <laughs> it is. It is story time with Steven. I'm a, I'm a, yes, please. when I was in high school, 
which is to say I, I was in high school in the late 90s when Mbop was a single on the popular music charts. Girl, and too. like many people in the 90s at the time, I had a post-ironic dis- detachment from that song. I thought it was dumb. Big what? hella dumb. I know, look, I'm 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 it, I'm coming back. Some friends of mine and 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 I we got it in our heads that it would be really funny to drive around one of the suburbs of Indianapolis called Noblesville. You guys know Noblesville. Cool. I know Nobles, Tucky, sure. Yeah, we we would drive around downtown Noblesville where one of my friends lived. Uh, with our windows rolled completely down, no matter what the weather was like outside, we'd roll our windows completely down, turn the radio, turn the stereo all the way up and play Mbop as loud as we possibly mm. could while driving as slow as legally possible through downtown Noblesville. That sounds and, wonderful. And we, again, we did this in kind of an, a post ironic way until we became so connected to the song that we no longer loved it ironically. Yeah. We just loved it. Hell yeah. So since then I have since then I have been an Mbop fan. So when they started playing it, when it when it would creep into the score, I my mind was going, that's Mbop. Like I know what that like, why is the score doing Mbop right now? And then when it comes in at the at the end, at the dance at the end, I'm like, oh, that's why why I've been hearing this song this whole fucking movie. Because they're prepping me for this moment and it all made sense. So did you enjoy the the Brian and Melissa remake? Did you enjoy what they did with it? I, I really it liked okay. what they did with it. I thought it was great. I thought no, it was, was all right. Yeah. I mean, there's I just something the about the original. General, the music in general is good. Um, oh, this soundtrack slaps. Like, the score it goes from like the needle deep, drops are great. Deep cut indie shit to like pop, pop 90s. Like right? it like runs the whole the game. The theme of your movie is Mbop, but you're the start the cre- the starting song on the end credits is wolf like me by tv on the radio did you guys understand any of those words i just said put together I, exactly I, mean, I understand them exactly. all individually yeah <laughs> exactly tv on the radio uh they're kind of kind of obscure especially these days mm-hmm. uh, but they're great and that song is great i'm not kidding you guys almost every time that i watch this movie when the movie ends and the credits start i just turn the movie off and I'll just put that song on like some headphones really loud or I'll like on my big speakers really loud. That song slaps so hard. So hard. And in an Mbop, it's gone. Yeah. In an Mbop, like it's not and there. Also, the cover of You're No Good that comes after it in the credits is really good too. And a little bit of score is great too. That's I keep feeling like I have to defend my love for credits to people more these days because of the popularity of after after credit scenes. I was uh, a fan of the, sitting through credits before after credit scenes became a norm. Me too. And uh, there are several reasons I like to do that. Not only is it uh, out of respect for everybody that works so hard on the film. That's the big also, one for me. That's the big one. I for also, me. I also like to try to pronounce names that are very hard to pronounce um, I try to find jobs I've never heard of before. Like, I'm like, what a donut wrangler. What's that? And um, I also, <laughs> I also like to. I think it's pretty self-explanatory, uh, <laughs> Tucker, what that is. Yeah. Um, I like 
at the end it shows you all the songs and who performed them yes and uh, that's that usually at the tail end of the credits yeah that's initially even as a child that was what got me into watching the credits because I've, I've been i don't turn the movies off man i i can't remember a time where i didn't watch the credits to a movie and get right. offended if somebody asked me to leave during the credits um <clears throat> but the other thing is is i like credits music because there's a there's a formula to it there's a very simple formula and Explain it's it to us. Your... for those of us not in the know okay so to end your movie you've got your banger you've got your big song that's the one that's gonna you know let people know it's time to stand up and get your ass out of here so right. it's gonna be a banger and then after that you got something that's that's still like a pop song or you know a genre song um, just doing its thing, maybe a little more low key. And then to finish it out, you have a portion of the score. I was going to say usually um, an orchestral piece from the score. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, I'm not going to say every movie is like that, but a good 75% of all films that come out, I, I feel like there is a formula to Depending that. on how long those songs are, sometimes it's two songs and you're done with the credits. Well, and sometimes they will cut a song off early, just like Wolf Like Me by TV mm. on the radio, the, uh, the affirmation first song that plays during the credits in this movie. Um, they cut that off at the breakdown because there's a whole other half to that song. That song slows mm. down for about 30 seconds and it gets back into it and goes just a little <laughs> harder. And it's really rad. Like, I wish the whole song was on there, but I'm used to credits doing that. Like, they'll put yeah. two songs in there, but they will be half a song's. Um, because as long as, unless it's like an MCU movie or some big blockbuster movie that has literally thousands of, uh, CGI artists to list, right? Yeah, the credits aren't more than like five, six minutes. So you get two half songs and a piece of the score and you're out the dope. Works. Uh, a friend of mine in college, uh, future guest of the podcast, Dr. Matt McMahon, um, he he taught me a game called the ski game where you look through the credit as a way of keeping yourself engaged during the credits. If you're, if you're one prone to boredom, uh, you count how many um, names you can uh, find in the credits that end in ski S K I. Um, oh, nice. And that, that becomes the game. And if you can find more than the other people that you're with, then you win. Hmm. My favorite game used to be to, <clears throat> pronounce uh japanese names in a thick japanese accent and then i realized that was racist so i stopped doing yeah that. uh yeah that maybe yeah maybe not but yeah what i had a redemption art i'm, I'm gonna be honest about my past i'm not gonna you know hide things uh i've i've been ignorant in the past I, joe's known I've... me long enough to know that there are lots of things that i used to say <laughs> that i would probably never fucking say right now i appreciate that you're private, growing. not even in fucking private dude things that i will take to my grave out of respect and love for my friend tucker probably Likewise. for the best honestly probably <laughs> for the best look we could all tell stories about each other i'm sure <laughs> we were we were literal children together so yes we got some dirt Mm. <laughs> some diggity 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 dirt see i didn't i didn't meet joseph till i was a grown-ass man so i have no excuse but yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. oh gosh what else what else to say about detention god what else can you say about a movie like this go watch it and if you have the fortitude and you have the attention span or maybe lack of watch it at least four times in a row 
You I mean, there's time on your hands. I'm not joking. I recommend at least watching it three times in a row. It's it's dense as fuck. It's so it's so dense, you guys. Like it's there. It's so deep. It's so murky. It's so muddy. Like it's it's a trip. It's a trip and a half. Um, I I will watch it at some point in the future. I don't know when. Uh, but it is one that I will watch in the future. Um, you should celebrate uh your purchasing of the Blu-ray when it comes in the mail. You can watch it again. Okay. I think I might wait for the 4K on this one because I think it would be really good in 4K. I there's not. I mean, look, there is a following building up around this film, but it's very, very slow. Look, I'm gonna it's gonna get look, this time... episode's gonna drop on Thursday. It's gonna get that disenfranchised bump because the show is so <laughs> wildly popular in all corners of the internet. Oh yeah. I mean, we look, we know our reach, okay? Uh, and they'll realize that there's a demand for this kind of thing and they'll they'll roll it out. So there you go. Yeah, it's, there'll it's be about between 70 and 80 people that will be like, I should go see Detention. But then again, out of those 70 to 80 people, uh, they'll tell one friend and then that friend will tell a friend and that friend will tell a friend and Detention will get a 4K release in uh, 20 years when 4K is irrelevant and we when just have like, dead format, yeah. We just have TVs implanted in our brains and we yeah, can just we hook up we, we jack into we TVs like the Matrix, yeah. Yeah, dude. Speaking of jacking in, um uh speaking of jacking in, did you notice um better in than uh, off, I say. Billy as a kid when he had the hand in the TV, uh-huh. you notice the, the the there was a red plug mm-hmm. that was going into his inbow, which is what I call the opposite of an elbow. Your sure. inbow right here. Yeah. It was going right into there, which a couple things confused me there. Because red in the electricity world essentially means it's your positive. You know, that's your current. And and black is, of course, the ground. But when you're talking about cables that come in and out of a TV, red is usually an audio cable. Mm-hmm. No matter what, you, if you're doing S-video, if you're doing composite, component, it doesn't fucking matter. Red is always an audio cable. So I I only noticed that this time, you guys, that there was a cable connected in his arm. Hmm. I'm wondering what that's all about. I don't know. I, it may it may just be a cool design choice, honestly. It's probably just some fun stuff going on. Not a lot of thought put into it. I mean, as silly as that segment is, like, uh, maybe it's not best to look into the intricacies of something that is forcing me to suspend my disbelief so much that a child would walk around with a CRT television on its hand, his hand while it's playing something on it. You'd th- right. like at school, you they'd make him turn it off. It's got a power button. What right. I'm saying is like in this segment, you just kind of have to like cover your brain's eyes, mm-hmm. but not your actual eyes. Cause you have to see it, but just, Cover your brain's eyes so that it doesn't well, think about it too much. And, and that whole segment, again, it's it's a parody of Cronenberg. So like that portion is Videodrome, which is it one of David Cronenberg's best movies? Hell yes, yes it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is. Without <laughs> yes. question. It's like maybe his number two behind History of Violence. Like History of Violence. Yeah. Thank you. High five. Pow. History of Violence first and Videodrome very close second. Like right there. Yes. Um, those movies fucking rule both of them. Um, but also uh, like number three with a bullet, the fly, which is yeah. also paired in this sure. movie hilariously. Um, 
like there's there's so much in this movie that's just really fun but again it's the way that it plays with again particularly the 80s genre stuff the fact that the villain the cinderhella villain and reveal is clearly a scream reference that they legitimately call out multiple times in the movie mm-hmm. like again the idea that they're playing on these forms of nostalgia killing off the 80s to make way and in fact one of taylor fisher's rules for not being a total reject is the 90s or the new 80s and so it makes sense that then our villain is legitimately killing off the 80s essentially ferris bueller breakfast club um David Cronenberg, like it's, it's killing off those eighties tropes one by one as the movie goes on. And it's, it's kind of interesting for that. Like I, I, I like that. That's one of the things I really enjoy about this movie. And I, I want to give it another watch just to see if I can pick up on some more of that. And I think that's something that is really interesting about this film is that it is ahead of its time because it sort of predicted that because I don't think in 2010, Mm -hmm. 2011, that the nineties were really coming back strong. It was kind of in a transition. We were going from eighties to nineties, like, like they, you do. They were coming. But, it was, it was on its way. Yeah. This movie I think would do so much better now mm-hmm. because now it is the nineties are that's, that's what it is. It's the nineties. We're, we're doing the nineties. Now we did the eighties for most of the two thousands. Now we're doing the nineties. When I was a kid, everybody was into the straight up sixties and seventies. Correct. You know, that's just how things go. But Lava we lamps quite, and bell bottoms like, were popular like when we were kids. Detention, detention um, is right. It's just right about five years too early. Mm-hmm. And which is why it's pretty cool that it's a time travel movie because, you know, all we got to do is get in that bear and bring that movie forward. Right. And, we'd be all right. and I mean, yeah, we're are we riffing on Back to the Future? Absolutely we are. But again, the main, and again, according to the director himself, like the main point of comparison is not so much the 80s films so much as it is the 90s films. Like the 90s films in particular are very much what this movie is drawing from and referencing. Like to the fact that the fight scene at the end is Roadhouse versus Steven Seagal. (laughs) (laughs) I love the the editing during the fight reminded me a lot of the fight editing in Pootie Tang, actually. Yeah, I can see that. that. Those those quick, like fast motion cuts where like you go regular speed and then speed up the film and then cut, speed up the film and cut, speed up the film and cut. Mm-hmm. They did that a lot with the belt and Pootie Tang because yeah, obviously you had to because it's a fucking belt. Like, right. <laughs> unless you're doing something with the film, it's not going to look intimidating at all. No. Which is no. why I love the part in Pootie Tang where it is just at regular speed. And he's just like, uh, where Dirty D is trying to hit him with it, but it's yeah. just the belt. Like, the, uh. <laughs> Once oh, again, I cannot believe you hired the Pootie Tango. <laughs> Look, man, what other choice did we have? Um, in fairness, we didn't look that far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. Uh, so as we mentioned before, this film debuts at South by Southwest in March of 2011. Uh, it then gets its limited, very limited theatrical release in April, April 13th of 2012, before being released on DVD and Blu-ray on July 31st. So really does not even have a very long theatrical run, kind of just comes into the theaters and dies. Um, interestingly enough, this movie, uh, it, 
It does have its theatrical release on April 13th, 2012. The number one movie in America holding its number one spot in its fourth weekend uh, is another Josh Hutcherson film called The Hunger Games. Where he plays. Mm. Can you imagine if you're British, right? And every time somebody says, Peter, like, are we talking about the animal rights organization? Are we talking about um, something that you you wrap things in and eat it? Or are we speaking of someone named Peter? Um, how do British people how do British people like figure that out? I, you know what? I think they probably look at it phonetically and fig- and just, I don't know, make a decision. I just figured um, it would be context based, you know, but uh, maybe I'm know, wrong. Do you know what the name, the the self appointed name for fans of the character PETA are called? Uh, Please Peta. don't don't you dare say PETA files. Don't you dare say PETA files. <laughs> I don't have to because you just did. Yes. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you, do you know the ship name for PETA and Katniss? Uh, what's a ship name? Cat-piss? Like a vessel. It's it's the it's the combined like um like Benifer when uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were dating the first time. Oh, I mean, you're gonna tell me anyway, but I don't want to hear it. But go on. You, you don't, but I bet you could probably guess Katniss and Peta, Peta and Katniss, penis. Yeah, it's penis. I was gonna say cat piss. <sighs> I like that better. I like mine better. You guys. Uh, yeah, that does not come as any surprise to me whatsoever. But yeah, that Can is. You believe- that this only cost ten million dollars to make. Uh, so what else came out that week? Uh, so, that's that's actually really yeah. The, the budget on this one ten million dollars. Again, no domestic box office to speak of because the release was so limited. Like we don't even have the numbers for it. Like the opening weekend, the box office goes to a hundred and nine, and it doesn't fit anywhere on there. Um, hmm. The number two movie in America, future episode of this podcast, uh, the Fairley Brothers produced the three the Three Stooges. Oh, that poor movie. It tried so hard. Uh, Will Sasso, Chris Diamantopoulos, and Sean Hayes. I can't wait. That's going to be an interesting episode. Wasn't that the movie where they had, like, Sean Penn in line to play one of them and, like, Jim Carrey? It was was Sean Penn, Jim Carrey, and Benicio Del Toro were were lined up to play the effect cast. And then, like, they all fell out at the end. So Uh They picked everybody who had like the best impressions of the Stooges Correct. or something. Yep. That's exactly what happens. I didn't see it. Was it good? Was it any good? I never saw it. I can't imagine it was. Tucker, did you ever see it? Uh, yeah, it's sad. It's a sad, sad movie. Um, it's one of those that has so much, so much potential and everybody, you can tell everybody's trying really, really hard, but the material is just not there. It's just, that's it's kind bad. of the impression that I got from the trailer, honestly. Uh, and speaking of that movie, and I, I like, like all those actors this... individually. I need to say that I like all those actors individually. I just, I, I I'm going to have a tough time sitting with that one when it, when we do eventually get to it. Yeah. It's, I, it's, like I said, it's kind of depressing because you, you see everybody just giving their darndest and like nothing. It was just like fool's paradise. Everybody was having a great time. Everybody was doing, you know, great stuff, but it just fucking sucked. Like at its core, like it doesn't matter how good the stuff around it is, but the core of that film sucks. Oh, that movie was not just around it. produced by the Farrelly brothers. That movie was written and directed yeah. by the Farrelly brothers. Yeah. yeah. I think that's when they decided to move on over to drama 
after that. They figured their comedy career was over, I think. Oof. And they did the Green Book, right? Uh, I think one of Peter, I think, did the LOL. Green Book. Peter Fairley yeah. did the Green Book, not Bobby. But yeah. The more serious Fairley, obviously. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, what else anyway, came out? Anyway, God. Uh, uh, the, the also, op- also opening this weekend at number three. Uh, honestly, a movie I quite enjoy. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah, that's pretty uh, good. The deconstruction good of horror movie. Yeah, I kind of like that one. I like that one quite a bit, I, actually. Honestly, I burnt myself out on it when it came out, so I have no desire to watch it for probably another five years, but it is an amazing film. It's fun. It's it truly, truly is. I like... Hang, hang on, hang on. Can okay. we pause for a minute? Yeah. So it's possible for you to burn out on a movie, Tucker? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Just, like, just like music and stuff, but it depends on the film. Like something like detention lends itself to multiple repeated consistent watches. Something okay. like Cabin in the Woods was something where like we didn't really have anything like that when that came out. You know? True. Not to yeah, that okay. extent, you know. So I mean, it's, like it's I was another real one that's hype. very probably, it's very Easter egg dense, that movie too. Like there's a lot mm, of stuff in there you can pick and, up on. And it's another one, I think the reason that, that one got old for me and stuff like detention doesn't is because so many movies after Cabin in the Woods came out uh, did the same thing. And sometimes maybe a little better at times. It's kind of like Pulp Fiction. Like when Pulp Fiction came out, that was the shit. And then everybody copied it. And now it's just like, eh. It just seems stale. And that's Cabin in the Woods for me. I love that movie. It's brilliant. It's great. It's significance in film history and horror film history specifically cannot be understated. But it's been done to death since then. So I'm just not interested in watching it anymore. Okay. Does that make sense to you guys? It makes perfect sense. It does. I think it's a bummer, but it makes sense. Yeah. Asked and answered. Thank you, sir. Super bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number four, the re-release of Titanic in 3D. Uh, Which earns $11.9 million this weekend. It's been out for... Well, according to this, it's been out for 748 weeks, huh? Uh, but it was it was in third place the weekend before. Um, in fifth place, uh, the last film in the American Pie franchise, American Reunion. Uh, future unenfranchised episode on that, maybe. If we ever decide we want to stoop to that level. Uh, rounding out the top Tom William Scott, I'll watch uh, Wrath of Becky. No big deal. Fair enough. Uh, rounding out our top 10, we've got Wrath of the Titans, uh, Mirror, Mirror, the Julia Roberts Cinderella or a Snow White movie. Um, hey, rewind for a second. Why was there ever a sequel to Clash of the Titans? Clash of the Titans was a remake of an amazing fucking film. I don't know if you ever guys guys ever saw the original Clash of the Titans. It's on our list. The original is on our list. Well, let's watch it right now, actually. Can we just put it on? Will we get copyright strike if we just put it on and talk about it while it's playing right now? I don't know. I love that movie, dude. I love. Have you guys seen that? You guys seen the original Clash of Titans? I haven't seen it in ages. The stop motion is amazing. It's It's one of those movies. It's like the last Harryhausen movie, isn't it? I think it might be. It's like one of the very last ones. Yeah. But it's one of those where I don't throw this term around a lot, but... uh, they don't make them like that anymore, boys. It no, was really, really don't. Titans. That was his last movie. They yeah. really straight up he re- don't. He retired. Don't anything after. like that ever again. I'm glad he went out on top because that's a great yeah, movie dude. to go out on. Yeah. Yes. 
I mean, Bubo rules. Let's let's be real. Bubo rules. Uh, he was an uncredited uh, supervisor on um, Mighty Joe Young, the 1998 remake Mighty Joe Young, but uncredited. Wow, he so this there. is the, he died in 2013. Jeez, Louise. Mm. Yeah, man How was old almost. Was he? he was. Uh, I mean, he was born in 1920, so he was coming up. He was in his early 90s when he passed. Fuck a duck. Wow, he hung in there. Man was a fucking legend. Oh, yeah, um, was. Like one of his earliest films, I think, was Son of Kong, I feel like. Yeah. Or no, actually, no. One yeah. of his earliest films, his second film ever was 1949's Mighty Joe Young. Well, mm, that's why which, they brought him back, man. Yeah, to supervise. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, no fucking love Harry. We will absolutely talk about the original class clash of the Titans one day. I cannot uh, wait. I love that movie so much to answer your question okay. as to why there was a sequel. My guess is the remake made money. I didn't really look. I, I'm the kind of guy who will give pretty much any movie a chance. You guys know me. Oh, it's a sequel. And I'm like, yeah, maybe sometimes sequels suck, but I'm still trying to look at it. Let's, let's give it a chance guys. You're the guy yeah, who liked that, the flash. Wrath of the Titans, that, hmm. I didn't really like the remake either. I saw the remake. No, the, the remake it was, was garbage. It was not worth it. It was dumb. Uh, Look, it was one of those movies, it was one of those movies that they forced into 3D when 3D was like a fad there for a bit. Like, they oh, yeah. took it back and forced Thanks, and it. Thanks, James Cameron. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, hey, I mean, we before, don't... before we move on from Ray Harryhausen, I have to say, he's so inspirational to me. I saw an interview with him once when he was getting on an age, he was near the end and he was trying to explain his interest in like monsters. Mm. Cause he, you know, he was the, you know, the classic, you know, the mon- the monster maker. Yeah. And yeah. he credited his, what he, how did he say it? His German Gothic bloodline. He thinks is why he was interested in like the making of monsters. I love it. And I was like, I was like, okay, it's a JP looks kind of a, a gothic German guy too. Mm-hmm. But him saying that, I was like, say okay. it. So I was like, so so maybe it's like baked in in certain situations. But that was yeah, that's my Ray Harryhausen. That he's he's the best. Yeah, yeah. no, he is. There, like, look, there's we. C- I'm going to try to put together a potential Ray Harryhausen theme month because there's at least one other movie I know that's, or at least a, maybe a two parter. Because I know there's at least one other movie that we could cover of his that that could have gotten a sequel that didn't. So, um, yeah, it's just the two that I can think of. But yeah, we'll do a we'll do a mini Harryhausen like mini series at one point. I'm way into that. I kind of that's my um, if I can invite myself as a guest for that, I would wouldn't. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Guest. Let's do it. Well, it'll be two weeks, but yeah, we'll we'll have you on. Sweet we'll guess. have you Let's on back to back. Okay. First ever back-to-back guest ever in the show's history. In fact, can we just can we just shout out? I think this is your fifth time on main feed, or is this only your fourth time on main feed? Space Truckers. So yeah, it was was, the second one. It was Space Truckers. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. This is the third one because you told me it was one that you didn't know anything about. Polar. One one that you wanted to suggest, and then one that we should suggest. Right. So no, it's- it, it was it was supposed to be the first three were movies I had never seen. Ice Pirates. Okay. 
yeah, we did three movies that I picked at random. Then you guys are assigning me three movies. Yes. We're on like one or two of assignments. We're on two. Movies, so right? Ice Pirates was the first one. Detention is the Ice second. Pirates. The third one will be the return of Captain Invincible in November. And then my, yes! and then my next tri- my next trilogy will be me bringing you guys movies yes, that did not get, and please. have some have some ideas for that actually. So we'll circle back to that later. Yes, let's talk about that when we wrap this episode. Mm, absolutely. Um, also in the top ten, so number seven, Mirror Mirror, and number eight, a movie I actually really love and saw in theaters, Twenty One Jump Street. I think that movie is hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, in ninth place, Lockout, and t- uh, in tenth place, f- uh, previous episode of this podcast, Doctor Seuss's of the Lorax. No. Uh, the Tomatometer score on Joseph Kahn's Detention is 43%. It's way too low. Got it. Very okay. low. Director Joseph Kahn's, critics consensus director Joseph Kahn's relentlessly kinetic style gives Detention a rebellious kick, but the overload of ideas keeps this genre mashup from ever cohering into a satisfying whole. Again, disagree sorry go ahead um the meta score is a 45 based on mixed or average reviews from 14 critics and the letterboxd score is a 3.1 mr leck as our guest what do you out of five stars rank in 2011 or 12 depending on who you ask detention oh i forgot that we did this part um well, like I said, it was about half and half. Can I can I do half stars? Yeah, we do sure, half stars. Can you can it? do like uh, 0.75 stars, you know, quarter stars. Oh, Tucker yeah. does that. All game. How granular can I get? Um, I feel like two and a half is too low for all for all the creativity that went into this movie. I mean, the blocking alone in this movie blew mm. me away. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a full solid three stars. Three stars, right on. Uh, I did look at Brett's review on this episode or on this movie before we started this episode. Uh, it is he did have to step away, so he is is why he's been uh, rather uncharacteristically silent this episode. Uh, but he gave it a three point five, which is exactly what I give this movie as well. I give it a three point five also. Uh, and Tucker, dare I even ask what you give this movie? Give it a 12 out of five. (laughs) All right. So a five star review from Tucker. Um, So yeah, that, that is how we rank. So that's a 3.75 average for the, the four of us on that movie, which Uh, is fair. I would, you know, if I were not me, I'd probably rate it about three, 3.5. Yeah. Um, which I feels fairly respectful. And you know what? On future rewatch, I, it might go higher for me, but right now it's maybe, a 3.5. Up, maybe. Honestly, as soon as I finished it, I was at a three and then I thought about it for like 25 seconds longer and it was a three and a half. So, mm, okay. so, you know, it was, I was kind of like right on that bubble, kind of like you were between two and a half and three, Joseph. So I, I kind of, I, I feel like maybe a, a Patreon special rewatch like a year from now is in order. You know <laughs> what? That could be a yearly. lot of fun. We'll do a <laughs> yearly episode. About it. Yearly do. You know what we could do? We could do a commentary track on this movie. Get the four of us back. <laughs> Get some popcorn, some beverages, some coffee and for Brett you, some beers maybe for have us. Something to say about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and we could okay. we could we could hear what Brett has to say. So, and he unfortunately did have to step away this episode. We it's a bummer. We do love Brett. Um, uh, based on his review and what he said in the group chat, he said he wasn't really sure if the movie was good or not, but he had a lot of things to say about it. So kind of sucks that he's not here. So maybe we'll get to hear those in the commentary. Yeah. I, and look, uh, this is, this is one of those movies. I, my, my initial thought when I finished is what the fuck did I just watch? 
Um, but you know, it's, 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 kind of movie. it's good to kind of talk about it with, with, with a couple of guys that I love a lot and have a great deal of respect for, uh, always Aww. fun, always fun to sit down and, and talk about a movie with you fellas. So thank you guys, Joseph. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. You guys, you're Joseph. You are multiple <laughs> people now. Thank you. I for, feel like it sometimes. Oh, I feel like it. <laughs> thank you for coming back for your fifth time on main feed. So Woo! welcome. Right. I, I think you're maybe the, the second person the to ever to ever get like five time on main feed. So like yes. rock on good for you score for me. Um, but, um, tell us about, I know there's some exciting things in store for the endless elsewhere. Tell us oh, what, yeah. what you got coming up. What, what we, what we can expect coming out of the endless elsewhere. What role certain podcasters that you know and love might have in that. <laughs> um, what's, what's going on. All right. Well, the the two big things we have kind of, you know, the vanguard of the whole Endless Elsewhere universe right now is the podcast, which is doing very well. Uh, this year, we were the, we achieved the silver medal of excellence from the National Audio Theater Festival, which runs the Here Now Festival. They, Hell yeah. they award, they awarded us the silver medal for our season two of the podcast. Um, we are, we were an early entrance, entrant official selection for the uh, what is it? The New Zealand Web Fest. So we're going to be doing that this nice. this this uh, um, autumn. But the really the big thing, the thing that's kind of dominating our world right now, is we've been quietly working on our first feature film. Uh, we've been doing it for more than a year now. I was going to uh, say we've been working on this for, oh, and I say we because literally every member of this podcast has been involved at some stage on this. Absolutely. Film. So if you like this podcast, if you like the three guys involved with it, there you're about to you're about to see them on the big screen, and we're finally on the cusp of it coming out. Um, just this week, they my Blu-ray maker sent me the hard copy proof, and I approved it. It's good to go, so it goes into mass production probably next week or the week after. I cannot um, wait hoping, to get my hands on that. I am so I, excited. You have no I'm idea. Be, I'm going to be shipping copies to you guys probably the day they arrive, and then God, hopefully I cannot wait. Hopefully sometime in October, it'll hit the streamers as well. The aforementioned Tubi is the one we're really trying to land. Um, yes. The film, the film uh, before it even released, we submitted it to a bunch of film festivals. We are the official selection of the Port of Fear Film Festival up in Wisconsin, nice. as well as the, what is it? The Phobia Film Festival that's out in Missouri. Uh, we have three more festivals announcing in September that hopefully we'll get some traction in, but things are going very well for it. It's been very rewarding to get into these festivals, to have perfect strangers kind of validate your movie by saying, Hey, it's good enough to be here. We want you to come to this city and we're going to show it to a big theater full of people. Then, get you on stage and talk to you afterward, which I'm a little nervous about, but that'll be fine. No, you'll be but great. It's, it's, I mean, bring your wife with you. She's, she's really good at talking to people. So, <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. She's going to be oh, on my side wait, every step of the wait, way. Wait, if I may interrupt for just a second, because that's my whole job on this podcast. Yeah, uh, please. I need to take a breath. <laughs> did, did, did Lindsay watch detention with you? She did not. The poor girl. She passed oh. right now. No, it, it Tucker, that would not have been her, her jam. She would not have, I can't, have, I can't I see Lindsay it, enjoying detention. From what you know of my wife, do you think she would have enjoyed detention? <laughs> Honestly, I've seen her VHS shelf, man. I don't know. Is she, is her, she is, she can be surprisingly eclectic. She, she has introduced detention. me to some weird ass movies, dude. I didn't even know what my boyfriend's <laughs> back was until she borrowed me that DVD, man. 
And and oh, she, would, she would like that back, by the way. That ignited in you a, a deep love <laughs> of Bob Balaban. So well, no, actually, parents did that. I just didn't know he had done another film. Oh, he's um, done a few. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bob Balaban, prolific. Absolutely. Um, but no, I mean, like we it. I know that film has been a labor of love. I've been involved in the endless elsewhere for many years. I know Tucker's been involved even longer. Uh, Bitch, before there was before, an endless elsewhere, before it was an endless elsewhere, yeah. man. Like <laughs> before we got even an elsewhere shit. world, honestly. We were doing goner shit like in the 2010s, man. We weren't fucking around. Like, remember that? Remember that experimental yeah. film we worked on for a good long? The the True Way Abandoned. You remember doing that every weekend for? I've got a tra- the trailer's still on YouTube, man. Is it? It is, isn't it? Oh, it it's, is. So, yeah. yes, Tucker yeah, have yeah. been. We've been. Can we uh, put that in the show notes, Tucker? Sure. I directed that film, actually. Absolutely. Uh, here's can I tell can I tell everyone here what our process was? Our yes, process please. was that that a uh, friend of the show, JP Leck, would come over to my house and Past we would sit. Guest. And yes, we would sit, we would sit future in guest. my basement. <laughs> this was around like 2005, 2006, and we would sit in my basement and I would just chain smoke and he would we would basically go through the screenplay together and i would be like that doesn't work that works but maybe we should do it this way i don't like this i don't like that and then we would stop doing that and we would just hang out or whatever and then he would leave and he would come back the next week with a new draft and we did that for several weeks until i was like yeah this is this is it this is the one man this is the one and so we set out to film it we set out to film it and we got a lot of stuff filmed and most of the the cinematography um i think that was mostly me wasn't it i feel like uh, we was just kind of had input was your on it. So yeah, yeah i think so yeah i think i would hand it to you if i needed something from a, a freakishly tall angle when you needed those satellite views of things yeah yes. when i needed the crane no. shot yeah, you're very like, tall man we discovered upon going out to start filming is that we really didn't know quite what we were doing just yet. So we've come quite a long way. That is true. (laughs) So I I think it'll be a very interesting exercise to watch this trailer and then watch the film, which we have not mentioned the title of. Oh, I guess we should do that. It is now official. It is circle city supernatural. The movie. Now, if you are at all familiar with the endless elsewhere, the, this late night AM paranormal radio show has been kind of a, kind of a fixture, a permanent fixture of the Endless since Elsewhere. The so it's, since the beginning. From the very beginning. beginning, yeah. So it's it's only absolutely appropriate and fitting and just beautiful that it's our first feature film. And it's it's a Halloween-themed, Halloween-themed anthology. It's kind of a throwback creature feature midnight movie kind of thing. So if that's if that's your job, you, if that's your thing, you might like it a lot. And uh, we should mention that um, the when it is available, uh, where can people uh, purchase the uh, Blu-ray for uh, if they want to watch it? And let's be honest, if they're fans of this podcast, they absolutely should because they will get to not only hear the voices of the hosts of the Disenfranchised podcast, they will get to see our mother-loving faces. And let's you be honest. You will get to see my handsome face and you'll also get to see Brett and Steven. It's <laughs> our faces significantly less handsome. Let's be honest. I didn't say that. I'll be fit. No, to be honest, my face is the unhandsome one. Brett's Brett is, is every bit as attractive as Tucker, if not more so. 
Uh, I I'm, think we're all beautiful boys, and you can't I'm, tell me any different. I'm the I, duckling I there. That, but... I think if I can pat myself on the back here for a minute, I've made all three of you look incredibly good in the film. I have seen yes. two stills with my face in them, and I have liked both of them. Yeah. The I one that seen, you, the one on IMDb well. and the one uh, that you posted to Facebook. My my promise to everyone who helps me because I am so low rent I can't actually pay anyone for the help. The thing that I can offer you guys is to make you look cool. That's like the, it's like the there's like I can make you look good. That's like the best promise I can make. But before I forget, we keep talking about trailers. The trailer for the film drops next Friday, so the day after this episode is going to come out. So Hell if one yes. of you guys, if one of you guys want to go back and put the link for it in the show notes, they can absolutely watch the trailer that comes out officially finally after so long Joseph, it will be on all the social media platforms it will be on all the social i will be dropping it across every social media platform that i have access to both my personal ones and the podcast ones god bless you i appreciate it so much so yes um, you asked about where it'll be available it'll be available in physical copy first i mean we all love our physical media hell yeah endlesselsewhere.com There'll be links to it. You can buy it. If you do buy it from us, you'll be getting it directly from the Lex. Lindsay, my wife who stars in the film, she and I will actually sign either the Blu-ray if you want us to, but we also have about 50 11 by 17 inch posters, film posters that we're going to sign and ship off with like the first 20 Blu-rays. So if you're one of the first 20 people to get one, you also get an autographed poster. Uh, That's any incentive. You better send me one of those too. Oh, of course. Yes. Everyone, yes. Everyone who is involved in the film, you are all getting sent Blu-rays and posters. No, and I want much... you. I want you both to autograph mine too. You know oh, how. Absolutely. You know how I get absolutely. about that shit. I want you to autograph I've, it too. I've given you like books in the past, you know, and you're like, you didn't sign it. I'm like, well, we're like friends. You want my autograph? And you're like, sign it. You yeah, because I may. Do is look, I may get broke them. one day and need to resell it, so I need that That's autograph. <laughs> I think as the disenfranchised crew, we should pass our get together and pass our posters around. And have okay. all of our signatures as well as uh, Joseph and and Lindsay's signatures as well. You know what? If Absolutely. we if and we are able, anybody else, I could probably get Julie's if I wanted it. Probably. I, I don't Absolutely, know yeah. who else has like. Let's let's get everybody on there. You know what we should do? Let's try to go to the premiere and not only get those for ourselves, but let's try to get one to give away to like as a giveaway for this podcast so we could like oh, give away one signed by like a poster and a, and a blu-ray signed by the entire let's let's try to see if we can do that that's a wonderful the premiere idea. there's a premiere where is it can i go we're, we're gonna I have invited? a screening it's gonna be the last sunday of october we're actually gonna have a screening here locally in indianapolis but would we're you pick me up at the, the airport of course i would yeah okay if you if I you want to fly in that I might be able if to see you want that. to fly, but I will, I will, I will absolutely come get you. I am I'm looking at. I am right tentative. Now. I am tentatively planning on trying to be in Indianapolis that weekend if I can. Excellent. So, but if not, we're, we're it's the screening that I'm organizing is kind of a big thank you to everybody who was involved. Um, but again, by the time it actually we get to that point, most everyone will have already seen it. I really hope the the Blu-rays, of course, will be out by then, and I hope it'll be streaming on you know a bunch of the streamers by then, of course. But it's 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 I really want to have it in a theater before, you know, spooky season is over. I want to and I have I to have see it in the theater. I have to. No, I definitely want to see my my face on a big screen. I, I can't Blu-ray. pass I that up. I got to see it in the theater, man. That's nuts. Crazy. <laughs> Get out of town. Yeah, I, I can't pass up the opportunity to see my my ugly mug on a giant screen. I can't I can't and pass if, it up. And, if, and you know, I have to I have to brag on you guys here before we're done. All three of you, I know Brett's not here. He's he 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 had to step away for a minute. All three of you, 
I can never thank you enough. You have helped me realize my dream. You, you did insane things that I asked of you for people and you, the people listening out, they haven't seen the film yet. They don't know to what extremes we had to go. We went to some of the most far flung abandoned crumbling places you can imagine and made films there and had lots of adventures and in literal dungeons and literal dungeons. And you can't ask that of, of just anybody. The fact that you three were like, yes, of course, absolutely. And Tucker, you came in from the, the East coast. God love you. But just the fact Took that I could ask you guys. Town bar. <laughs> I had to. That, that story, that story's on my commentary. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a whole, whole thing. Over, man. Ask Monty. Just, he'll just, tell you. If, if I can, if just, let me thank you so much because it, it really did truly mean the world to me. And I know you guys, you love do this. You love doing this, but again, it's just, I couldn't pay anybody. It's I, I could feed you like I provided transportation, but that was about it. And I just, I appreciate it so much. I really do. Look, thank and you, you know this, I get offended when you do something and don't ask me to be in it. So you know, you know what? The thing you just said also in the director's commentary, <laughs> It's like, I was like, he, I, I think the line is something like he, he always insists I have something for him to do. And yet I still consider myself lucky to even have him. So I, I, I love you have something to do. You're always going to have something to do. I, elsewhere. Look, you, you wrote me a one paragraph monologue in, in a, in a movie that you did. And it didn't even appear on screen. I did it all. It was all voiceover and based on, and, and it was, that was, you gave me that based on a movie I did with your brother. Um, and based on that and the conversation that, and look, you didn't know me from Adam and you invited me to your house to record dialogue. Like that's, that's, that's that's work, baby. (laughs) And your wife like gave me food and like, I, I met your kids and I'm like, this is so weird. I love this. But we, (laughs) we started talking afterwards and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to give this guy more to do. And I, you, and by your own admission, based on my just general enthusiasm for the project, you kept giving me stuff. And I'm, I'm convinced that my love of what you were doing and my excitement for just like the, the world building involved there. Like I started a wiki for, for your, for <laughs> you the did. endless elsewhere at one point. I, I've not kept up with that in ages. There have been, oh, so that's cool. all right. <laughs> but it's up there. Like someone else can take the reins and, and do it. But like, I, I've, I'm a legitimate fan of you and your work in, in addition to being a friend. So it's, it's always fun and gratifying to be a part of, of something like that. And to, to, I, I've often said that one of the most gratifying things for me as an actor, which I is something that I do do as an amateur, I'm, I'm not a professional by any stretch of the imagination or what I want to be. You said do do. Um, but one of the most gratifying things is to have a creator not only entrust you with a character, but continue to write that character with you in mind. And I feel like in that regard, the character that I generally play, I don't play him in the movie, but the character that I generally play for you, Keith Sorrells has kind of become in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, and some of which I will not, I'm not comfortable mentioning on mic, but in a lot of ways has become my alter ego. Um, and I really, I love that character and I love being able to bring that character to life. So it's been, it's been really gratifying and very fun. Uh, and yes, you're, you're absolutely right. The reason that I constantly keep giving stuff to you to do is because I know that you love to do it. And I know that I can depend on you. This is, I mean, we're still, I mean, we're kind of gaining some traction as far as, you know, reaching a larger market, but we're still very small Mm. and just having to depend on like my friends, people I know who are going to show up 
but then also having those friends be incredibly talented who elevate my work to levels that they would never would have reached otherwise. I've just been incredibly blessed. And I just want to make sure you guys fully feel my gratitude because it's not just, I don't just take you for granted. I'm like, Oh, and they're, they'll show up and do something. I really appreciate it. Cause I, I know will, it's a though. sacrifice. And I, 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 again, I appreciate it. Thank I will you. though. I will, I will show up and do whatever you need. If you ever want to uh, look, you said you're doing something in Wisconsin. If you find yourself driving through Chicago and want to stop for a meal, uh, call, call your boy. Um, I'm, we may take you up on that actually. We'll cause, see. cause I, I, I am not far from the city and would love to, even if you don't want to stop in the city, we can meet in the suburbs somewhere and just like hang out and grab a, grab a bite and just, just catch up. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see, I always love, love to, to hang out with you. And I, I hope to get down there to, to the premiere in October just so I can see it. And I, cannot wait to put to hold that disc in my hands and i'm pretty sure my oh, parents will probably man. also be ordering one as well and in fact uh past and future guests of the podcast uh, andrew johnson um shot me a text just before we started recording asking for more details on like where it was going to be streaming and where he could watch it as well so oh that's so nice like it I, I i have to tell you i have to tell you my my blu-ray my my manufacturer overnighted me the proof and just being able to actually, you know, plug, you know, put it into the Blu-ray player and watch it. They did such a good job on it. The menu is amazing and it plays so well, but to actually finally get it, it was just so exciting. But when we first get the one, the first hundred copies that they're going to ship me, mm. I will be almost immediately sending them out to you guys. Cause I know you guys want to see it and I haven't been able to show you. I've only shown you bits and pieces and I, I'm just very excited for you guys to see it as a whole. I'm very Leg- proud. Of Legitimately. It. I think I've only seen three scenes. I've seen, um, Matt's scene, I've seen Brett's scene, and I've seen uh, the one that your kids shot. I, I think that's those are the only three that I've I've seen up to this point. I know Tucker's seen mine and maybe some others. Absolutely, but, and yeah. I, I I have Tucker's. Tucker's actually appears last in the film because his has a couple of a special things about it that I'm not going to spoil here. Mm. Um, but his. He he and I went on quite the adventure making his part as well, and I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to spoil anything. But it was it all well, has turned out. Buy the Blu-ray very, and listen to the well. director's commentary. So absolutely, absolutely. And who knows? <laughs> once the movie comes out, there may be a Patreon episode or two about it behind the paywall uh, for our patrons who we love very much. There might be a a special disenfranchised at the movies about circle city supernatural. There might be a, we might try to get Joseph back and see if he'll do a commentary track with the three of us. Uh, okay. maybe, maybe a separate one just for, just for our patrons. Maybe, I don't know. We'll, we've got some stuff to talk about, but there will absolutely be some circles, circle city, supernatural content uh, behind the paywall. When that movie does drop later this year, for sure. And it's uh, and what the one thing I really want to do is we've had of all the things I've done because I've you know I've put put short films out there I've written you know books we did the photographic comic books but the podcast is the thing that has really seemed to capture everybody's it's really blown up actually if if I can you know do a little side thing here Please. I'm not entirely sure what's going on but August our numbers have begun to explode nice this week we started averaging a hundred downloads a day. We are right now. That's amazing. That's better than we do less, on a weekly basis. Honestly, We are. At, and, and this is in real time. I'm looking at it right now. We are less than 40 downloads away from reaching our 10,000 milestone, 
which for oh, a show great. with only 15 episodes that's and incredible. two Halloween specials, yeah. it's not bad because we are, we're very low. We're, we're, we're not associated with any networks. We don't have any studios behind us. We are literally recording, you know, in an old laundry room in our house. And again, that's stuff that you guys have helped me make. So it's our shared success. It truly is. And I love being able to share it with you guys. And again, I'm just so appreciative of you always showing up and always helping me make this thing that I, I just love. I live for this thing that I was given to do in this world. And you guys have helped me realize that dream. And I'm just, again, I've said this a thousand times. I'm just eternally grateful. Look, the pleasure, I, I'll speak for myself here. I don't want to speak for my my cohorts here, but the pleasure is all mine, man. I uh, Look, you you called, you know I'm there. I have... I have yet to say no to you and I can't imagine myself ever doing. And I said the same thing to your brother. Like any, anytime your brother asked me to be, even if I don't like the script, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Like I I'll, I'll show up and, and I, and I will, I like, I, I love, I love working with you guys. Uh, I love working with you in particular. Like you always give me good stuff to do. You've given me like some really challenging stuff to play. I I've told you this story in private. I'll tell it in public now, but, um, you one of one of the the radio plays that we did together is part of the reason why my partner and I are together in a really weird roundabout way um like it's it's kind of an incredible thing so like it's it it's meant so much to me to be a part of it so i if i can if i can gush right back thank you so much for for doing it and for allowing me to be a part of it like it's it's something that i continue to love and enjoy and and i will do it until you tell me to stop <laughs> which i don't ever plan to do please don't all right well now that we've gotten all the uh the gushy stuff out um tucker please cut everything that we said in the last like three minutes <laughs> well yeah do not, I'm, I'm gonna do not want i'm gonna any of this public and this is let just me, let me speaking give you, from the heart and it's embarrassing <laughs> god let me I'm like give you a little right behind now. the scenes from the the editor's chair here I did, I don't think I've spoken for the last 15 minutes, which may so be the quietest believe, you've ever been on this podcast. You best believe there's going to be some cutting going on. <laughs> because T- contractually, just, Tucker can't go that long without talking. That's like in his just contract. Just an example uh, of, of who your boy is. When someone says, let me show you this picture. I say, am I in it? accurate so that's kind of that's kind of how i edit this podcast i believe it yeah (laughs) no i would never i would never i would never cut that out but if it weren't that i would Uh, (laughs) honestly respect (laughs) whoa so you can actually find all of Joseph's socials at uh, endlesselsewhere.com, links to all of his socials, uh, links to literally everything he's ever written, ever filmed, ever recorded. It's all there on the website. Uh, check that out, endlesselsewhere.com. We'll also put that in the show notes, along with a lot of his socials as well. Um, we are the Disenfranchised Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Facebook, and threads at Disenfranchised pod we also have a patreon account patreon.com slash disenfranch pod where you can find the aforementioned weekly show um what are we watching where we talk about things that we've watched in the previous week uh and of course if uh, you want that great great super circle city supernatural content when it releases uh that's the place you need to join five dollars a month will get you access to hours literally hours of bonus material um, behind that paywall, including our uh, Tucker and I's episode on 
Weird the Al Yankovic story, a movie previously mentioned on this episode. So a very dark time. Yes. Or no, I guess that was on the what are we watching episode. Whatever. It, we talked about it earlier. You may have heard it. You may not have. If you want to hear what we said about it, go to patreon.com slash Disney Because it's getting a physical media release. That's that's why he mentioned it. Because I had the said headline. that in the Patreon only podcast that we recorded before this. Go to patreon.com slash disenfranch pod if you want to hear that. That's the one. And there's, we got the trial going on, man. We still got the trial going on. We do. It's I haven't taken it down. Sign yourself up for a trial. Forget to cancel it and just enjoy. You you will stick around. You will stick around. You'll you'll want to stick around. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, If I can jump in real quick, I can say as a patron, these guys are so good about their Patreon feed. They are like supplying you weekly additional stuff. They don't they don't lapse on it like other certain other people who have Patreon accounts who. Don't don't always necessarily keep it updated. These guys will. We're not going to mention sure names or anything all the time. <laughs> I love I love it's, going it's to your. Worthwhile. I love going to the Endless Elseworld uh, Patreon because mm-hmm. your your patrons are just so grateful whenever you drop something. They're like, <laughs> oh oh man, it's been months. Oh from the sky, it's falling from the sky. <laughs> like they're just like. Hey Joseph, you remember when you only them. used to release content in October? Like, oh, good times. We'd go like a year without hearing from you at all, and then you'd be like, "Here's five stories and a novel, <laughs> and three <laughs> short films." Like- and then we're like, I, "And I think at one point I sat you down. I was like, Joseph, you realize there are other months in the year, right?" <laughs> oh, for, for for Joseph, like there is only October. <laughs> are there though? Like- There's only October here. <laughs> We we live we we Lex live in perpetual spooky season. That's just how it is. That, you know, having been to your house, you have two modes in the Lex household: Halloween and Christmas. Sometimes <laughs> yes. at the same time. Um, Absolutely. Weather like yeah. November is a wild time at the Lex house. I speaking from experience. <laughs> those are the two modes all year long and i'm not even exaggerating (laughs) on that a little bit um you can also uh shoot us an email disenfranchpod at gmail.com uh let us know what was the thing i i said earlier in this episode if if people wanted to hear something i don't remember it's probably not important um oh that that podcast about all-star that podcast about uh that podcast about uh smash mouse all-star um all-star podcast, please, in the subject line, disenfranchpod at gmail.com. But don't maybe don't do that, though, because I really hate that song in that band, and I don't want to talk about I'm it. Not, maybe give us suggestions for other I'm not saying you have to be similar. on that podcast. I'm just saying, you know, I would do well, that. Well, yeah, podcast. I do. I do, though. If I'm available, I do. It's in <laughs> accordance with disenfranchised law, man. Damn. Under the bylaws. Let me check the sacred tablets. Yeah, dude. Yes, it is engraved here that he has to be a part of it. <laughs> so shall it be written, so shall it be done. Shall it be done. <laughs> um, God, that's funny. Um, Ed, Ed, so, hey, find us on the social medias. Connect with us. Uh, we, we do love to hear from you guys. Um, so hit us up. Let us know what you think. And let us know if there's a, a, a failed franchise starter you would like to see us cover on the main feed. Um we should mention there is a, a sequel hook at the end of this movie, uh, Aliens, uh, specifically the Canadian guy. Um, Gordo. Which I, just Gord. Who only eats Not baby Gordo, animals. Just Gord, yeah. Who only eats baby animals. He's, a, he's from a vegetable. He's from a plant-based society, so he finds eating uh, vegetarians <laughs> to be offensive. 
Well, uh, you eat our sons and daughters. What a fun, <laughs> what a great. fun He's reveal. So great. Um, wild. Love it. Um, and as the theater usher, when they're debating about like the yeah. contract, not to, and he's like, that's not how a capitalist society functions. And you don't even know it's him until you get the, the, like the thing at the bottom is like Riley Gord and he gets an extra point. Yeah. Like he has two yeah. points or zero. Um, you can find me. Hi, I'm your host, Stephen Fox with, you can find me on hey, Twitter, Instagram, letterboxd. Um, God, what else am I on? Blue sky threads, other shit uh at chewy walrus um you can find brett uh my 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 absent co-host at uh sus underscore warlock on instagram and letterboxd tucker where can we find you on the socials these days same old same old i don't have a blue ski but i'm still on youtube at youtube.com slash ice 909 that's i-c-e-n-i-n-e the number zero and the number nine I also have a team of great people over at Tux Mugs that produce content constantly over on Instagram. Constantly. Uh, it never stops. Just, I mean, we're always working on it. It doesn't, it, it takes a while to publish. We got to really carefully curate what goes on. It's, it's too. photography. It's writing. It's, it's really, it's, it's I, art is what hey, it is. You joke, but we have one in the pipeline. I Where have am I joking? A, a How am I joking? I have a post that I'm saving for Tuesday curating my friend it will have dropped over two days ago as of the release of this episode the team over at tuck mugs we don't just we don't just put out an instagram post okay we We curate in instagram we think hard about it we put it together make sure it's perfect and then we have to decide decide the perfect time to drop it so Mm -hmm. nothing is accidental at tuck mugs everything happens for a reason yeah, so nothing ever gets you, forgotten or left by the wayside. No. It's all very directed, very intentional, very deliberate. Yes, and if that sounds like something you're into, and if you also like mugs, like straight up, go to Tux Mugs on Instagram. It's at Tuck d- underscore Mugs. Yep, and that's just on the Insta scams, and it's just a fun little page where I post pictures of mugs. I tell stories about where those mugs came from. And uh, tell you what's in them mugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tuesday is going to be a, a wild one. Uh, Can't just wait. Saying what's what's in the mug. This is something we've never experienced before in a mug on Tuck Mugs. Oh, that's so wild. So you're going to have to follow us. Go to at Tuck underscore mugs on Instagram and follow us. So you can find out what is in this mug, dude. It's not even my mug. It's Jimmy's mug. It's not even my mug, dude. We love you, Jimmy. Thank you for, for submitting a mug. Yes, thank you, Jimmy. Um, and that is all she wrote for the detention episode of the disenfranchised podcast. Um, Joseph, once again, thank you so much for, uh, deigning to join us again. This is probably the dumbest thing you'll do for a long it's truly time. Not. It's truly, truly not. I <laughs> promise you that, <laughs> but we thank you for taking the time and, and for, for popping in to see us. We'll see you again in November. Um, in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us this has been the disenfranchised podcast i am your host stephen foxworthy for my co-hosts brett wright and tucker and our very special guest mr jp leck until next time go see cinderella 2 on friday night losers